Welcome back, NBA Pod. You guessed it. Of course, you knew that I was going to get Gabe Pepidor on the podcast. <laughs> Gabe Pepidor, welcome back. What is this? Like your eighth appearance, dude? Yeah, it's a record. I'm just breaking records oh, every think, single yeah. time. Every single time <laughs> I come, it's a new record. It's like every time bar. Steph hits a new three, it's a new record. Yeah. Every time he makes a three, so it's great. Does Cam count into that? Well, he's a co-host, so he can't. Fair. I mean, to be fair, fair. yeah. I, I guess, mean, actually, no. I think he probably would count. I mean, it's the Kyle Holston podcast. Not that's what I'm saying. It's like, there's Cam. like. You know, is there a little animosity there, by the way? That is the Kyle Holston podcast, not the Kyle and Cam podcast. You know, no, because when you write, produce, direct, and edit, do the camera work, edit, uh, try to promote, like when you do all of those things, and the only thing the other person does is just show up. I think that it's it's I think, okay to have your name yeah, on it. Yeah. Plus, plus I don't think Cam wants the responsibility of like me to be like, oh, it's the Kyle and it's Kyle and Cam. Yeah, no, that's it's valid. it's just like you know what I mean. I was trying to stir the pot a little bit. It's okay. You you did a good job. No, Thank you. Um, welcome back. Thank Always you. a pleasure, sir. Um, it wouldn't be a podcast, an NBA podcast, unless you showed. It wouldn't your be a colors. sports podcast. I feel like fair. Yeah, you're like the sports. I'm, I'm the resident. Sp- I'm the resident yeah. sports uh, guy of the pod. Like, I don't like know. correspondent. The correspondent. Yeah, the sports yeah. correspondent. There we go. Yeah. There we go. Uh, wouldn't be a uh, wouldn't be natural unless you wore your your Celtics. Wasn't jacket. fully planned, but my yeah. outfit choices this morning. I feel like it's been you know, it wasn't the best. So just kind of black tee jacket. Fair. You know, straight, at least came straight from work. At least you're being loud and proud about the bias. You know what I mean? Okay, we're not we're not the whole bias thing, though. We're not. Um, I take is, I take pride in that. By the way, I just want to throw that out there. You're just a natural born pessimist, and that's okay. I set myself up for disappointment, so I can never truly be disappointed. It I works every, like every year the, for the it's Ravens. The, it's the only way to properly enjoy sports for me. So, <laughs> um, all nagging aside, uh, welcome back, for real. Appreciate you coming mm-hmm. out. I know it was a little bit of a struggle to get here. Um, long day, long week, but for sure, appreciate you. Um, let's get right into it, dude. Um, let's talk awards. Yes. Um. We can start with rookie of the year mm-hmm. if you'd like. We can go kind of tier and then we'll finish with all NBA sure. if you want. Or we can finish with like uh, MVP. You can do your all NBA or you can, how do you want to? Sure. No, we can, yeah, we can start off with rookie of the year. I feel like this is the um, easiest one. Yeah. Can just kind of, I mean, I think we both have the same yeah. pick for this, Paulo. Yeah. Um, Paulo Bancaro, you, based off the voting that I've seen online too, it looks like he was one vote off from being unanimous. Crazy. Um, I forgive me, I don't remember the reporter's name, but basically his he was talking about how he was more of an analytical driven voter and Walker Kessler, who was his pick, yeah. um, who finished third in my ballot. Um his impact on winning was just higher than Paulo's, kind of from his perspective, which I, I can respect. Um I am not necessarily an analytical type of voter. Same. I obviously I say this as if I have a vote, I don't. <laughs> um Well that's the goal. Hopefully I think I think you have to his point was basically Walker's defense kind of outweighing some of Paulo's deficiencies and his um, lack of efficiency actually um, on the offensive end. I personally am one that has the belief that I, I think your load and which it's what is expected of you, I think plays a big part into what his efficiency was and to, you know, some of his late season struggles, like, you know, he was the number one option on that team. He was the closer on that team. Yeah. He's the best player on that team. I love Franz, but Paulo's the guy. Um, Walker came in as a really good rotational big, you know, played good defensively. Um, I think they just have two different I just, roles. I just think it's a different role. Yeah. It's a different level of expectation that one guy has. And I think personally, 
his performances and what he did with those expectations outweighed Walker's contributions, you know, to winning and on the defensive end. So Paulo is my pick. Um, I, I'm talking a lot about Walker. He actually finished third on my ballot. Second, I had Jalen Williams from OKC. Yeah. Came on incredibly strong after the All-Star like break. Him. Had a really, really good end to the season. Rough playing. Um, rough playing. I think, yeah. I think a lot of those guys had a rough playing game, too, to be fair. Yeah, he's your first um, bright light first moment. First bright light kind moment, of. yeah. Um, so he ended up finishing on my second on my ballot. Obviously, I had Walker Kessler third, but... Um, I was not super mad at anybody who had an argument made for either Jalen or Walker. I just think Paulo, when you actually think about it in totality, I think he was the clear choice here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, as you know, I'm a big eye test guy. Um, not to compare Paulo and Walker, but like two different roles, two different teams, yep. two different expectations. Um, I think both franchise, franchises are in like completely different modes. Um, and like you said, Paulo's you gave him the ball at the beginning of the game, you give him the ball at the end of the game. It's yeah. just, like I said, it's just, it's hard to bring in uh, the analytical factor of compare and contrast to guys that are like not even remotely close to, yeah. you know, what the, the same expectations on their team. Yep. You know, like it's, it's easy to, you know, if, if he was on, if Walker was on uh, Orlando, we might have a different conversation. Right, I mean, who knows? But I just, I also think skill set take goes into effect mm. with this too. I don't, I don't think yeah. Walker's the type of player who could carry a team. At least he hasn't shown that at this point of Fair. his career. He's he's proven to be a very good defensive big, yeah. um, good rebounder, really good positional play, great hands, great feet for a guy at that size. But in terms of leading a team, being the number one option, I just don't think he's necessarily got the skill set to do that. So again, you're comparing apples to oranges. I think it's two different, completely type of players. It and was, I yeah. personally have, I have, I, I. In voting and in this type of award, I value more the guy that has the bigger load on his team, and that's why I went with Paulo. Yeah, so. and I also feel like in most cases, like we never, I feel like we don't really rarely, we rarely have cases of rookies who are actually on contending teams who are competing for, um, um, yeah, like I, where where team success matters. Right, is what I'm saying, right, you know what right. I mean. So it's like you can't even bring that in the conversation. I can understand looking at the analytical side of things and and presenting your narrative, but. Man, that sucks for for Paulo to not be able to get the know, unanimous. Yeah, that yeah, sucks. Yeah, by a homer, like call it what you want, but it's a home. You know what I mean? Like, it, why it had to be that guy from Salt Lake yeah, Tribune the, the, or yeah. whatever? You know what I mean? That's like, funny. I did find that part a little bit ironic. But to be fair, he I think the rough part is that he said he was an analytically based voter, but he voted in beat MVP instead of Jokic. <laughs> so I didn't really understand that part, but it's okay. We can we can move on from this discussion. Yeah. I think we both had Paulo. So yeah, fair enough. Uh, real quick. Um, Magic gonna be a fun league pass team next well, year. Well, very excited for it. I hope they get a high pick this year too. Just yep. add another guy onto it. It's not a very deep draft. You, you've really yeah, looking top at top heavy. You're looking at maybe five guys, really two guys, really one guy. If we're talking about term, t- in terms of like you know cream of the crop, it's sure. really just Victor. You get a few gems um, and that's it. But yeah, for the most part, yeah, I hope I'm hoping they get a good pick just to you know keep adding on more talent onto that team. But yeah, they'll yeah. be they'll be fun watch go forward going forward. I got to I got to see a lot of Magic games this year. Um, Paulo burnt me on some props, so not not feeling too good about him these days. But definitely deserves it. Um, let's move on to uh, six man of the year. Um, couple players that made the list that mm-hmm. I maybe didn't ex- not 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 excuse me. Beginning of the year, I wouldn't yeah. have spe- expected, expected yeah. to appear on this list. Yeah. Um, your three now the three that I had down were quickly Brogdon and Portis. However, you made a comment about Portis. I. I didn't have Portis. Portis was a close fourth. I personally Fair. went with Malik Monk. Personally, in my in my voting, I just think that his impact off the bench, his scoring, he's just such a torture 
when he comes on and he just when he catches fire, it's really really hard to stop. And he single handedly won Sacramento at least like six seven games this year coming off the bench. So, yeah, um, he was personally my pick. I don't have an issue with Bobby Portis being there. He's been incredibly consistent all season long. You know exactly what he brings to the table. Um, honestly, if I'm being honest, I don't think any of these four guys I don't really have an issue with. I think there's a clear top two in my personal opinion. Um, but I would I'm not mad at anybody who had Portis over um over Monk in their in their their ballot. So I don't blame you. Um but the the uh the finalist came out recently and it was Portis. Yeah. It was the three that I yeah. listed. Uh, I'm not saying that you're wrong in any I'm just saying that that was the consensus. Yeah. Um who's your sixth man of the year? Brogdon, Malcolm Brogdon. Um Shocker. I'm just kidding. I'm just, just, kidding, kidding, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um <laughs> it's also my pick. I don't have an issue with the quickly pick particularly with how he ended the season. Now, there's been a lot of people talking about how quickly doesn't deserve it because he started, I think, 20 games. I don't really take that much into consideration. If you 20 games, I feel like out of 82, especially with that Knicks team that had so many injuries throughout the year, they lost Jalen Brunson for some time. I don't have an issue with it. I think, if anything, it adds on to your case, the fact that you were so good coming off the bench that they felt comfortable enough to step you into that starting role. Um, so that's not an argument that I think is a valid one in my personal opinion. I just think Brogdon's been a better player throughout yep. the year. That's really just kind of what it comes down to. I think he's been more efficient. I think he's been more consistent. He's had more of a body of work throughout the regular season in terms of every time he's played, I feel like he's contributed. Um, defensively, I actually think quickly has been really, really good, um, especially at the point of attack. I think Brogdon, he's been fine defensively. I don't think he's been bad or great. Um, I think he's been just fine. Um, I just think his impact to winning, um, what he's been able to do to the Celtics team who – didn't really have a consistent third scorer last year. Obviously, Derek White's been a much better player this year, but I think Brogdon's really kind of taken on that role. Um, and yeah, I, that's a little bit of a difficult, you know, one to pick out of the two. I just think he's been more efficient. And he's just, I think he's just a better player. So that's Malcolm Brogdon was my pick. That was that was kind of um, you basically summed up everything. Let me just add on to what you said about Brogdon. I think the responsibility on a team that's expected to win mm-hmm. is different from. Um, maybe Portis, uh, you have about what three guys before you go to Portis on and you know, be like, Hey, here's the ball. And what I mean by that is kind of like what you said. I think it's more than three guys personally, but yeah. Okay. Yeah, fair. Yeah, fair. Yeah, I was thinking your, your top three, your, your yeah. Middleton, your Drew and your Young. So yeah. I figured, okay, you could throw Lopez in there yeah. probably. Uh, right. I would. Yeah. Um, and then maybe Portis. Yeah. So yeah. I guess you could say yeah. that. Yeah. Um, but I think Brogdon had a bigger role on, on on the Celtics, you know, being able to lead that second unit. I mean, there were a lot of times where, I mean, you could say for yourself too, like, you know, Tatum missed some games mm-hmm. or JB would miss some games and Brogdon would just fill in a role. Yeah. You know, it's like when your name is called and you step up to it, it kind of, kind of makes you go, okay, that's, that's the Celtics guy when the other two are. My are thing down. with him Not too down, is but. that since Boston, Boston's had, you know, quite a bit of injuries, Horford, especially towards the end of the season, they started arresting him quite a bit to get him trying to get his body prepped for the playoffs. Jalen, fucking slashed his finger with dropping a vase. I don't even know what that's all about, but it's okay. (laughs) But in so many parts throughout the season, random guys were getting plucked off the bench to come into the starting lineup and Brogdon would really have to hold that second unit down on his own. I think Derek White, if I'm being honest with you, if Derek White didn't start as many games as he did, he would probably be my pick because I just think he's been phenomenal this season, especially on the defensive end. But I think he started something like 50, 60 something games. So he doesn't, he doesn't even count for this award. But Boston yeah. has just had so many guys having to come, especially Rob. Rob's, I think, played like 30 games this year or something like yeah. that. So they're just randomly plucking guys. Sam Hauser started a couple games. Muscala started a couple games. Bro, Blake Griffin's um, putting up numbers in Griffin, 2023. Griffin, Griffin, started a, Griffin actually started quite a few games this year, too. <laughs> um, 
And so I just think he's been that consistent guy just coming off the bench, leading that second unit. Um, and so that's just kind of why, you know, I think his body of work over the course of the season has been a little bit better than quickly. And I just think he's a better player. So obviously sure. I'm kind of repeating myself here, but no, no, you're absolutely uh, right. Yeah. I, I, I agree with you. 1000%. Um, let's do coach of the year. Um, the finalists are Mike Brown, Joe Missoula, and I can't say this guy's name, last name for the life of me. It's the Oklahoma City Thunder coach. Dagonalt. 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 Dude, like the that. spelling just throws me off. But those are your three. Um, who's your pick for coach of the year? Um, I had Mike Brown in a bit of a landslide, actually, if I'm being honest with you. Um, I'm actually a little surprised Joe made it, made uh, top three. but I'm not surprised that he made it, but I thought I, like there was a weird feeling where I'm like, you didn't achieve more or less than last year. I think my whole thing was Boston just came on so strong to start the year. They were 20 and five and it was a brand new coach. I think that people were just like, Whoa, like who's this guy? And, and I think um, your off season, I don't think he, I don't echoed. think he's necessarily bad, but obviously we're talking a lot about the Celtics here, but I'm just saying, obviously they're up for the awards, but um, no, Mike Brown was my pick. I think the way he's transformed that Sacramento team, um, Within the year, obviously, the, the addition of Sabonis, you know, at the deadline last year has been a big help, too. They've been able to build a little bit of chemistry going into the season with De'Aaron Fox. But um, his play style, just the way that they're so aggressive, the way that they just can score the ball at will. Um, and the big thing for me, too, is the way they close. They are so, so good in the clutch. They're really good in crunch time. De'Aaron Fox was my pick for... Um, clutch of the year i know we're not really gonna discuss that word because i think it's a bit of a ridiculous award but um if i had a vote he would have been my pick just because his fourth quarter numbers um and everything that he did down the stretch was incredible um but i have a lot of respect for mike brown um what he did as an assistant for golden state the year before helping them win that championship obviously he's had a long history as a head coach as well um i just think he's continuously gotten better at every stint and obviously he's got another opportunity to, to lead a team and he's just run with it um so this was an easy pick for me personally i, I had mike brown so yeah, um, same. I think uh, real quick, um, he took them from a thirty and fifty-two record, twelfth in the West last yeah. year, and uh, flipped it this year to forty-eight and thirty-four. Eighteen win, third, eighteen win change, in crazy in one year. In one year, I'm not gonna say that the infrastructure wasn't already there that he like worked his little magic charm or anything like that, but clearly, uh, huge difference there. Roster additions really was Sabonis. Obviously, they got Monk in the offseason that helped. He, I, you know, he had I had him on my six man of the year ballot, but for the most part. A lot of the same guys, Harrison Barnes was yep. still there. Obviously, Keegan Murray they drafted, but a lot of the same pieces that were still there too that that you know kind of helped contribute to transforming this thing around. So yeah, I give him a lot of credit for that too. Yeah, I feel like eight months ago we were having an entirely different conversation about the Kings, and I think that's why. I mean, despite where we're looking at, because you know, Mark Dagonalt also had a huge change, twenty four and fifty eight to forty and forty two. That's huge as well. Oklahoma City so, had absolutely. That's why he was my second pick. He yeah. finished second. Oklahoma City had absolutely zero business winning as many games. They had zero business making the play in this season considering they're missing one of their biggest pieces they lost the their they lost their first pick of the draft this past year day one day he was <laughs> never gonna play um it's always those lanky motherfuckers and bro. then they just had no center they had no size throughout the entire season poku went down the obviously the chet was out they were playing jalen williams was more of a forward he's a six nine he, they had him playing a lot of center especially towards the end of the season yeah Josh Giddy was their leading rebounder at I think like eight a game. Yeah. The next highest one had less than guard. five. He's a guard. He's he's, a, he's just a bigger guard. But yeah, he's a, he's hundred percent a guard. He's like seven feet tall, bro. Yeah, but he's, it's he's ridiculous. A guard. He's a guard. He's got guards that are like six three guarding him, like yeah. in the in the playoff game the other night. I forget who it was. Kidd, like, Jason Kidd bred a whole new generation of point guards with with what he did at his size too. So. No, um, I get it. I get no, it. Josh Giddy leading the team in rebounds. I think the next guy, like I said, was under five, if I'm not mistaken. So like. 
weird you team know. that I just have feel like had absolutely zero business making the playoffs. But you know, through the coaching, obviously Shea, um, I had him. You know, we'll talk about him a little bit later when we talk about MVP and All NBA. But um, I, I give I give Mark a lot of credit. I think he's done a phenomenal job this year. So I had him second. Yeah, I feel like he's an easy pick. Uh, Joe Mazzula being there kind of, you're right, kind of just shocked me in a sense, but I mean, I can understand. I had Budenholzer. Um, I just gave him the really? benefit. Really? I gave him the benefit of the doubt just because Milwaukee had the best seed. They had the best team in the, in the league this year, best finish with the best record. Um, I just think in terms of consistency, he's just, he's, he's he does his job. He's really good. I didn't think that there was a far away other candidate that would have been great for this award. You don't think if you plugged another coach into Milwaukee that they could also win 50-plus games? I mean, I feel like you could say that with a lot of scenarios, though, with a lot of these guys. Um, sure. my, I feel like if you plugged another coach with Boston, I feel like Boston still does well. You know, we talk yeah. about the Joe Mazzulla. That's why I feel like Mike Brown and um, Dagan Alt, why they were my clear top two, because I feel like they really left an imprint on their teams and they really helped transform that thing around. The third the third guy, obviously, is never going to win it anyway, so you know, I didn't really have... You want to put Joe in there? That's fine. I personally went with Mike. I just think his body work was a little bit better throughout the season. And then the other one, the guy honestly personally would have had Mike Malone over Joe Mazzula, just in my personal preference. Um, I think he's had a little bit of a better year too. I just, obviously I watch every Celtics game, so I probably just disliked Mazzula a little bit more sure, than the, the, the normal fan would. Yeah. But um, but yeah, that that was my, my my top five, I guess, if you will, would be that. But I would have Michael Malone above Mazzula too. I'm a little surprised he finished third. Um, Fair. Let's move on to most improved. Um, I personally think this is an easy choice. Mm-hmm. I'll let you give your take. Finalists are Jalen Brunson, Shea, or just SGA, mm-hmm. and then uh, Larry Markkinen. Um, I'll give my pick after you. You can go ahead. Um, I went with Lowry. Lowry Markkinen was my pick. Um, it was really between, I'm going to be honest with you, all three of these guys are really tough. It was really between him and Shea for me. I think Jalen was phenomenal, but I think he was really good last year as well. Um, the argument for Shea is the jump from being a star to being a superstar is a bigger jump than being, mm-hmm. you know, a good player to being a really good player. Yeah. Which I understand that thought and that frame of mind. I just think Markinen, the improvement from one year to the other was just such a drastic change in yeah. my perceptive of what he is as a player. Um, it really started with EuroLeague, what he did with, with the Latvia national team in the summer. He was phenomenal that entire run. Um, carried that momentum into the season. No one really had any expectations for Utah going in. They thought, obviously, having traded away Donovan and Rudy, that they were in blow-it-up mode. You know, Danny's your GM. You know, you, you're hoarding as many picks as you possibly want. You know what I mean? So yeah. that was kind of the frame of mind. They, You know, Quinn Snyder leaves, um, and Lowry just really kept them relevant and kind of kept them, you know, within the playoff hunt, you know, up until the last month of the season, really, where they decided, you know, there's, there's no point in going for this. So, yeah, um, he was my pick. I think he went from 14 to 26 a game or something like that. I was about to read the stat. And yes. the, the, the main thing for me is his scoring had such a drastic increase, but so did his efficiency. Yeah. It is incredibly rare that you'll see a guy average 12 more points a game, but all of his percentages also all go up. And I think that's been the most impressive thing, especially for him going into a team that you know didn't have as much talent. Um, I, I just think that that is so so impressive for a guy. And so for me, he was he was the number one option. Um, he was my pick. Sam, um, I have nothing else to add to what you just said because I had all the stats and the metrics ready to go, but you covered everything. Um, the best thing that happened to him was leaving Cleveland. Yeah, like that trade. I just think it was a bad fit yeah, overall. Yeah, yeah. for for I everybody, they had too many bigs. I don't think he was ever going to fit as a forward or as a as a small forward rather yeah. playing next to Mobley and Allen. I think it clogged it up. Even though he's a good shooter, but it's just, just a lot of size. Sure. 
Um, so yeah, I, I don't think that was ever a good fit, but, um, but yeah, I'm glad he's, he's, you know, able to show up a little bit more of what he's got over in Utah being a number one option there. So I also feel like after five years, like we know, okay, what are like, who, who is this? Yeah. Like who, what player is this? Right. And, and this is his sixth year, I believe. Mm-hmm. And he took a massive jump. So it's like, I'm not gonna say he revitalized anything except for maybe his worth. He changed, he just changed what everyone's perception of what he is as a player yeah. completely. Like he turned himself into a max guy in a year. That's, that's what he did. Like he, when he is up, he is going to be getting that max extension, whether it's from Utah or another team gives him, he's going sure. to be signing for the max. Yeah. And that is not something that would have been saying about him even 10 months ago. You know what I mean? Nine months ago. So, yeah. I had 100% agree. I got nothing else to add. Um, not gonna lie, don't watch a lot of Utah Jazz games, but just analyzing. Were you good, were you good with SGA and Jalen as the other two options, or did you have somebody else that you you were in consideration? I think it's like again the conversation of like what the role is mm-hmm. for each other. Like, what's the other player's situation? Right. right. Like Jalen played a lot of games, uh, missed a lot of games, made a lot of uh, won a lot of games for them when Randall was out. So I think. Laurie didn't have that, and mm-hmm. I think that kind of works to his favor in a sense. Um, I think we all kind of knew deep down that Jalen was going to be good, yeah. right? Like we figured, okay, that trade happened, regardless of the 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 animosity around the trade and what happened. Um, I think the Mavs are definitely uh, regretting a decision that they made in an off season yeah, ago. Resigning him, yeah. Um, probably should have resigned him, but again, you know, there's always a conversation of like, hey, is he the same player if he stays? You know what yeah. I mean? Like he had there's a different freedom. Luka, yeah, He's in a whole yeah. different. Um, um, style yep. um, in New York. So, I don't know. Shea is another one that I really liked, but again, look at the team. Yeah. Who else is going to carry that but team? Not you just, know, it's just... but, but not just that with Shea. That's not... My argument with no, him is he sure. was really good last year, too. No, for And sure. he was really good the year before, yeah, too. You I don't know want to I mean? take so... away from what he did, but I'm also... I can't excuse the idea that the team around him was yeah. also, like, dependent on him. He played great. I think I think there was a statistic I read that was like, he took uh, one and a half more shots a game, but went up 10 points per game. Yep. Which is like an insane idea yeah. that you're not really taking any more sh- shots, per se, right. but your efficiency is right. it's so much better. Right. So, sorry. Um... So I'm not like I think it's close, but mm-hmm. I don't think it's close yeah. when you look at Lloyd. Marketing was my yeah. choice. Yeah, look at his was, body I, I didn't have to think about it too too much. If I'm being honest. Defensive player of the year, the three are Jaron Jackson Jr., Brooke Lopez, and Evan Mobley. I feel like this is this an MVP, but I feel like MVP as the year went on towards the end, I feel like we were like, okay, eh, we kind of know. Now you can have your narrative or whatever. I think you're going to be surprised when you hear my pick. But for a defensive player of the year, I've been watching one player i've just loved watching this team mm. i'll let you give your piece but i have loved watching one team and they're like my favorite go-to team when like my team's not mm. on or there's not like a storyline that i'm paying attention to and i'm like all right what do i watch it's like nine o'clock at night i don't know what else to do right and i would always go so what is your pick from those three players i went with jaron jackson jr um he was my pick on that one um i think his ability to cover and guard multiple positions. The fact that he closed as a five a lot of times, even though obviously he starts as a four. When obviously early in the season it was Steven Adams, then he got down. It was Xavier Tillman starting. Um, I just think he's an incredibly versatile defender. I think his impact on that. I don't think that Memphis is a necessarily great defensive team. Also, I think he cleans mm-hmm. up a lot of what they do, um, or a lot of what they don't do rather. Um, and I just think he's been phenomenal all season long. The foul trouble thing I know is still discussed a little bit, although I do think he's improved a little bit on that aspect. But um, just in terms of a consistent defender, what his body of work that he's been able to put up for the full year, um, he was my choice. I had Edvin Mobley as a close second. Um, 
I didn't really consider Brooke too much. I didn't even have him in my top three personally. I was but surprised that he even made the top three. I, yeah, my my thing. I I'm not. I don't want to say I'm surprised just because the narrative. I think all season long has really pushed Brooke. I think he was the favorite for like a vast majority of the season as well. My whole thing is. He's not even the best defender on his own team. Okay, thank you for saying it. And so, I was like, and you, so have, it's, you have one of the best defensive players and on he's, your team And he's already. not even the second best defensive player on his own team. Yeah. I'm, it, between Drew and Giannis. So yeah. it's a little hard for me to say that he was outright the best defender for the entirety of the season when I don't even believe he was the best on his own team. Um, so that's kind of been my gripe. I don't even have him on an all-defensive team, I'll tell you right now. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, I did cheat a little bit, though, by putting Jaron as a center, but it's okay. We can discuss that later. Yeah, whatever. Um. But yeah, I didn't. I didn't really give him too much consideration for, for for that. I actually had Bam as my third, as my third, uh, as my third pick. So I had Jaron number one. Um, I had Evan Mobley number two, and I had Bam number three. That was that was my ballot. Um, can I say something that might be controversial? Mm. I think Jaron Jackson is what Bam think he is. Thinks he is. <laughs> is that is that crazy for me to say? I think that. <sighs> That's a little just, crazy to say. You think so? A little bit. I don't know, dude. I watch a lot of Heat games, and there's a lot of times where I just see Bam kind of sink into like this role that is not assigned to him, like like the skittish. Yeah, almost. I think offensively, for sure, there's an argument to be made on that end. But if we're just strictly talking about on the defensive end, I think Bam is as consistent as you can get for for a guy who can guard multiple positions, who can yes help out on the perimeter. And I think the lack of defensive talent around him is another thing too. That obviously we talked about Jaron too on the same end, but. Hero starts. Lowry was starting a lot of games. I think uh, Caleb Martin, not necessarily. <laughs> when you a great put it like defender. that, it makes me feel like an asshole. <laughs> um, you know what I mean? So it's it's a, it's a lot of covering up for his teammates. And Fair. you saw you even saw it in the playing game against Atlanta. Bam's defense in the second and third quarter single handedly got Miami back in that game. Even though his shot offensively wasn't following his defensive, um, yeah. his defensive impact and his effort in those second and third quarters nearly won Miami the game. So. Um, I, don't, I think it's a bit of a stretch to say Jaron is what Bam thinks he is, but uh, but Jaron was my pick. I do think he was better overall for the season. I don't know, dude. I think I think that gap's closing. I think that that gap's closing. I think Bam is um, at this point in Bam, okay. I don't want to get on the the Miami Heat ride, but um, I just think that there's like two paths that Bam, ha- Bam has at this point in his career, and I think that we're gonna find out which one he takes soon enough. <laughs> I mean, he could put up like I, like the playing games are happening right now. Like, like yeah. if we put up forty tonight, and I'd be like, all right, I'll, I got to take that out of the podcast. Yeah. The Heat game's gonna start. A bit as I think it already started. In about I think five, it started, oh, it started. Already. I think it was like okay. seven ten. Oh, I thought, I thought it was, was seven thirty. Yeah, maybe, maybe you yeah. could be right. I don't, I don't know. Uh, my pick was Evan Mobley. I watched a lot of Cleveland Cavaliers. I wanted Mitchell in a Miami Heat jersey so bad. So I made it a note to myself to make sure I watch some Cavs games. And then I just got addicted. I think I may have watched more Cavs games than Heat games. You know, when you you think about the trajectory of both teams, I was just like, do I want to watch Miami struggle versus like, I don't know, whoever. Or do I, or like, like the Orlando Magic. You know how many tight Orlando Magic Miami Heat games were this year? And it's like, the the talent levels should not even compare, but for whatever reason, anyways, um, I just love what Mobley brings. Yeah, he can guard one through five sometimes. He can go out in the perimeter and, and guard these these shifty ass guards. He can play. I don't. You know what? Offense doesn't even matter at this point. But I think that there's just this presence that he brings. That like, you see how fucking long this guy is, bro. Yeah. This man has like seven foot arms, and I think that. There's just I know that this year Mobley's getting a lot of like Giannis was mm-hmm. talking about him and I know there's like this 
there's going to be expectations now. Especially Second later on in the player. season. He really came on late in the season. Really, yes. really started to and come his, on late in the season. I know we're talking about defensive, but even if his offensive game, when yeah. Garland and Mitchell were missing games or, you know, vice versa, he would, you know, he'd go put up like 15 in the first quarter, not first quarter, first half. He'd be like, what the fuck? Where, where's this been? Yep. You know what I mean? And I think, I know we're not talking about offense, but I just think that he's my pick. And I know that we, uh, we listen to a lot of content and media whose voices are also probably in my head. But Bill. in at least watching the games, I've watched way more Cavalier games, games than, yeah. than Memphis games, mostly because of the time change. Well, not even time change. It's like 9.30, yeah. 9, 9 o'clock, whatever it is. Um, but there was just, there's like something about... I know you're not a big Memphis about, fan anyway, so... There's just some... That's for later. There's just there's something about that Cavalier team that kept bringing me back, and the more I watched Mobley, the more I realized, wow, he has got interior pressure, he's got exterior pressure, he can guard one through five. Watching him play the Heat was like a nightmare. Because like... <laughs> fucking hero doesn't know what to do these guys don't know what to, you know and um I, i'm no expert but cleveland whew. crushed team smaller teams this year yeah. Team, teams that, that didn't have the size to match up with their front court they really really did a number on them especially defensively yeah. i don't have no issue with your mobley pick um again like i said it was really close between the two of them yeah i more so lean jaron just because i think mobley had a little bit more of a he's got a backline presence with Jarrett. um that i just think i was that, hoping you didn't say that uh, I mean, it's, it's no, true, though, but but it's it's oh, the okay, reason it's the what? reason why I did. It's you. just the reason why I lean Jaron though. Is just because okay. when you when you're talking about the fine margins, I think stuff like that can matter a little bit. Yeah, and kind of the talent that you have around you. And like I said, would with you Jaren, be, I just you think you'd be picking the same player if Stephen Adams played this year, more games this year? Yeah, because I don't think Stephen Adams is the interior presence that uh, I think they're that, missing uh, Jared him. Allen does. Oh, without a shadow, I think they're definitely missing oh, yeah, with, him. They close they close with Jaron at the five because they they don't really huh. trust Xavier Tillman as, as a closer in that, in, that, in that closing group. So um, yeah, so it's it's really it's really just because of that. I just think his backline presence with Jaron um, and the fact that he's got to cover up for more of what his teammates' lack of defensive ability. I think that's kind of why I edged it over Mo. But I have zero issue with your Mobley pick. He's been phenomenal this year. Besides the fact that I've watched so many games, I think being or being a part of the best defense in the league. Um, defense oh, rating of 109.9, yeah. which is like, well, you got your Celtics right behind them, and then you have the Grizzlies, and then you have the Bucks. Um, I just think that that played more minutes than Jaren. Surprised the Grizzlies that finished that high in defensive rating. 110.7. I'm really surprised, actually. He play, he also played, like I think it was like 300 more minutes than yeah. Jaren. There was just like these little things that I was like, okay, mm -hmm. I think that sways my pick. Mm -hmm. You know, besides the fact that I I tried, I gave Jaren a shot because I, yeah. I was reading a lot of stuff on Twitter and I, and everybody was like, Jaren, 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 Jaren. That's another one where the eye test just doesn't back up the stats. Yeah, because like I, man, defense when, is hard. When I, it it is really hard, especially when you talk about from the analytical standpoint. But I just I watch Memphis and I just I just feel like guys are just getting blown by every single possession. It's just Jaren cleaning up at the rim. So yeah, um, obviously the defensive stats <laughs> they uh, disprove that theory, but. Yeah, I, it was really hard in my in my researching for defense stats. I'm like, how do you what like what metrics do you use it's, to it's support hard. your it's, it's, you know hard, I mean? it's like, hard to do. A lot of it is really just eye tests. It's yeah. just you know you caught this guy on a good night, you caught this guy on a bad night. So it's it, you know voting is subjective. It's yeah. really it's really hard to say definitively with stuff like this. I also feel like if player of the year, yeah, I feel like if you're not watching the games too, because like there's a lot of things you can do defensively to disrupt right. the offense, you know, help defense and, and things like that. Where I think plays a role. Where yeah. it's hard to just look at a box score and go. Because he's the best player. Because at, at the end of the day, if a team's making shots, a team's making shots. Correct. There's only so much you can do. Yeah, you're going to give up 100 guaranteed. Great offense is always going to be great defense, regardless of what it is. So, you know, it just kind of it, it depends on the night that you're watching, you know, the specific situation. It's, it's a little bit tough, but, you know, obviously, you just kind of got to go with what you think was, was the best choice. So, you know. Yeah. Um, let's do the fun one, the one we've all been waiting for mm -hmm. um, MVP. Yeah. 
I feel like this one's easy. Top three is Giannis, uh, Embiid, Jokic. Um, what was there? I break made, it down for me. Break it down. For I me. made my pick when I really kind of thought about it. I had Giannis was probably the guy that I was going for for the vast majority of the season. Um, I feel like sometimes we have a tendency to overcomplicate things, and I think, narrative. And I think the best player on the best team and the best player in the league. I just feel like. It's kind of easy, you know, in the past that's, that guy typically wins the MVP award. Um, my vote ended up going to Joel Embiid. And I think his impact and what he means to that team and his continuous improvement on both ends of the floor is kind of what edged it a little bit for me this year. I had actually had Jokic third. I know a lot of people have him second on their ballot, but um, Embiid was my pick. I think he's just been dominant this season. I think he's been incredibly consistent. Um, he's a guy who early on in his career in the first couple of years, I never thought was going to be able to play 65 games a year. Maybe just because of what you saw, his all of his injuries that he was having struggle on. Obviously, he dropped in the draft. He only dropped to the third pick, but still, he was the consensus one going he into that, that draft. one game, by the way. And he... Well, yeah, to be fair, but still, but, but I know, I know, it's just funny. He played, I think he played 70 something games last year. Yeah. He's, he's just, he's been really, really good. Um, it's hard to say kind of in a vacuum just because I just watch him and I just feel like no one's touching him this year. Um, and then the big thing, obviously, is the defensive impact when you compare that to Jokic. Um, obviously, people are going to point out Jokic's playmaking, which is fine. I don't, I don't have an issue with it. Um, I just think if you're talking about who's been the best player this season for the entirety of the season, and when you think about the 2022-2023 season, the first player that's going to come to mind for me is going to be Joel Embiid. Um, and so that's why he kind of had my pick. I actually went Giannis second, obviously, for the reason that I was talking about earlier, best player on the best team with the best record, best player in the league, in my opinion. Um, I feel like, you know, he's very deserving um, of a couple votes, and he did get a couple votes, that at least in the ballots that I saw. Um, I just think Embiid's body of work throughout the entire season, his continuous improvement on both ends of the floor and the way he's just carried that team. Um, Harden, who I actually think was pretty, pretty bad um, to end the season. I, I don't think he's healthy personally. So, mm. but that's something we got to look at, um, you know, going into the playoffs. But um, Embiid was my pick. I'm kind of rambling on here, but I just, that guy was just phenomenal. So, yeah. Um, I can understand where you're coming from when it comes to a, a Giannis sense and understand like seeing that. Um, angle. I just think at face value, like sometimes we overcomplicate things, for sure. and it's just like, well, because, you know what I mean? Because narrative and then and narrative voter fatigue, effect, sure. and then you have like these. There's different like things that people don't really count into, and when you think about who the best player yeah. for 2000, or 2012, or 2012, 2022 to 2023, this single season, if you would have asked me three months ago, I would have given you Jokic. Up until that point, I felt like he is the most valuable to his team, right? Um, I know mean, I know he's not scoring as many points as Embiid. I know he's not, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, he's rebounding more. He's assisting more. I thought from face value, and we're not even going to talk about the the bullshit, you know, that Perkins and all these, you know, the white, black. We're not even going to touch because it, it doesn't matter. This is about basketball. Um, three months ago, it was Jokic for me. Mm-hmm. I felt like he was carrying this team. Uh, Murray was in and out of the lineup. I felt like, okay, Jokic has been pretty fucking dominant, like whether it be playmaking, scoring. Um, I know that a lot of people have issues with his effort on defense sometimes. Yep. I can understand it. Um, to be fair, I don't think he's. I don't think he. I don't think it's a lack of effort for him defense. I just think he's very good defensively. I think positionally, at, when you're that size, yeah, it's hard. And it, it's really, really hard to score twenty five. Well, yeah. he, scored, he had. He had. Um, excuse me. He had. Um, 
24.5, uh, 11 rebounds, 9.8 assists. Yeah. It's pretty fucking hard to, yeah. to do that and also get back on defense yeah. and, and block it shots is, and steal. It is. But, uh, you know, I just, I just don't think from a talent and ability standpoint, I just don't think he's very good defensively. Teams kind of score at will at the basket against Denver. Um, so I just, I don't, I don't really have, you know, when people say, oh, he does, he's not trying. I don't think, I don't think it's that. I just don't yeah. think, I just don't think he's got it personally on that end of the floor. Um, Another thing for me also was Denver really tailed off towards the end of the season. Obviously, I know they've had the one seed locked in I was for say, the better part of kind a of month a, and a half, two months now. That's where I was getting into. Um, so I, you know, I, I understand that for some point of view, but when you're talking about for the totality of a season, I just think Embiid from day one to day 82 was was not day, but game one and game yeah. one, 82 was was the best player. So yeah. he had my vote. So like I said, a couple months ago, if you would have asked me who the MVP was, I was going Jokic. But like you said, it's a full season. It's a full body of work. Uh, now I sit here and I tell you that Embiid is the most valuable mm-hmm. player in the league. Um, nobody, uh, when you look at the full body of work, if you take Embiid off that team, what do you have? And mm-hmm. I think that helps me go, okay. I think there's a few like like LeBron stories where you can go, if you take LeBron off this team, what happens? Yeah. Okay, this is like a sub-25 win team maybe, right? Um, in this case, I think the right man is going to win it. I don't think voter fatigue will, like, I, I just think that the last, since like All-Star, um, break. Mm-hmm. I think it'd be just went on a tear. Yeah. I think when when those those conversations became the conversations became so rampant. Who's the MVP? This guy, that guy, white, black, all these like fucking weird narratives that come up into this conversation that really don't matter, right? I think Embiid was just like, all right. Like, you want to fuck with me? You know what I mean? I think thing, and he just turned it up. The thing that I love too is that he really gives a shit oh about God, this stuff. Yeah. Like he, he loves like, this like, shit, he, like bro. he really cares about this stuff, which I know like doesn't doesn't. I'm not saying like obviously like oh Jokic and Giannis no. don't care, but um, he lives. There. It's just you know I I just he really 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 wanted it, and I think his effort level on a game to game basis, night in night out, was just higher than anyone else's that was in contention for this award. So. Um, now I don't know if you want to touch on kind of fourth and fifth. I had Tatum fourth and I had Donovan Mitchell fifth. Um, I didn't. Dimitch I, fifth. I had I had Luca fifth. Dimitch fifth. I had Luca fifth. Uh, I want to say maybe a month ago before the tanking or. I just think the end of that season was just such such a turnoff for me. Just his lack of effort defensively. I just think the way he just complains and whines constantly, the way that team tailed off post Kyrie. I just I just couldn't do it. I just I just don't think he was you know, valid to go ahead and put him top five in MVP voting. So that fifth spot, it was between Mitchell. I, I had um, Fox. I had some consideration for him too. I had some consideration for Sabonis as well. Both those guys were amazing. I had some consideration for Jalen Brunson. Um, the way that he's really transformed that New York team, he, I had him on a different level. But ultimately, um, for me, it was between Mitchell and SGA. Those are the two guys that I was really kind of considering for that last level. And wow. I just I just think it's hard to give a guy fifth in MVP voting when his team was below 500. That's not his fault. Obviously, the team's not as talented as as Mitchell's. But um, you're talking about most valuable player. I you know I gave the nod to Mitchell. But obviously, we're talking about the fourth and fifth guy here. So I know. That's what I was going to say. Is like, is this a normal? Do people typically have this conversation? No, they do. Yeah, top five oh. is typically how it goes for MVP. They do the top five voting. No, yeah. Um, but yeah. And then you have your three finalists. Yeah, these three finalists. But yeah. I always thought like it's just like after like three, it's like we're just kind of like. Because my whole thing is I feel like those top three guys were a distant third. I feel like Tatum was a distant fourth and the fifth option was yeah. kind of up for grabs. Yeah, it's like, like everyone. And yeah. Tatum Tatum was never getting into that top three, but I don't think Tatum was ever. I, think, fa- I don't think Tatum was ever falling out of fourth either. So it was just kind of he was just kind of in limbo for the vast majority of the season. I think 
I think Tatum might make top three if like we had this conversation in January. Well, oh no, he was he was the favorite. I think not, for a while, like, for for a very very long time, because yeah. Boston had the number one seed in, in the league. So I think he was at thirty four a game, thirty three a game at yeah, that point. Yeah, it was point. going off. Um, and then obviously you know Boston kind of tailed off a little bit. I think some of that had to do with you know some of the injuries. Obviously, yeah, sure. Jalen really came into himself too towards the end of the year. So obviously you know one little hard to have two guys you know averaging thirty a game on the same exact team. Um, so that has an impact on it too, but no, I don't, I don't, I don't think Tatum did enough over the body of, of the course, you know, for a body of work over the course of the season to finish, you know, in the top three. Uh, but I also don't think that anybody else outside of him really was giving him much of a competition for that fourth spot. So obviously it won't matter in totality because, you know, they're not going to win the award, but you know, there you go. Yeah. Jason Tatum fourth. In conclusion, Embiid is your MVP. You yes. think, you think anything will shock us? You think any, any sort of, you think any voters might, um, like you think it'll be split any in any sense? Or you think it's pretty, no, based pretty off at least because a lot of the ballots kind of get because people make pods. You know, so a lot of these voters have their podcasts. People, I know that in, document that documents. we were. It seemed like yeah. Embiid was the runaway favorite for that, so I think he's sure. probably going to win. Um, we trust those though. Oh yeah, no, for, no, they're accurate. They're those people who do those are accurate. No, 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 yeah. not no. I know that they're getting them from yeah. the source, but you don't. You not think that there might be a sway. Like, don't you think like announcing your vote publicly before? Don't you like? Don't you think maybe people might be no, talking? No, no, no. Those guys, those guys do it after they submit their ballots. Oh. Yeah, yeah. They, those guys do it after they submit those their ballots. Yeah. Is it online now? I'm assuming like a website, like a link. It's just it's a Google Doc that someone yeah. makes and they just tweet it. They tweet out the link again every single time it's updated. So every time. No, every no, time no. I meant the real it. voting. How is that? Oh no, you no, you submit a physical ballot. Yeah, you have to submit a physical. Like you have to like write in the names and stuff. Yeah, you yeah. submit a physical ballot. There was actually some um, controversy because I think Perkins, Kendrick Perkins, submitted his ballot like a month ago. They're like, it's a whole month left in the season. You're submitting your ballot. And he's like, nothing, nothing in this last month is going to change my mind. No. Is, are we taking so, Kendrick Perkins as serious as an no, analyst? The fact, is, a, the fact he has a voice is okay, insane that, to me, but it's okay. That follows my next question yeah. real quick because I'm going to give you 20 minutes to give your all NBA teams. Um, how do we, like, what are the requirements behind giving a media guy? Like you just work for ESPN. I think I think the a, NBA the, sector, the, you're just the, like the national the national the national guys typically get a vote year in year out, and then they kind of rotate between the the journalists, uh, the just like the yeah the the local guys, the local beat guys. Um, so you know you'll this year it'll be the guy from the Miami Herald that'll get it. The next year it'll be the guy from the Sun Sentinel that'll get it. This uh, year you know what I mean. So okay. they kind of rotates. The organization controls it or the NBA. Controls I ha- it? I, mean, I think it's oh, okay. I think it's the league that controls it, say, but yeah. I I don't think no I don't think the organization has any sway in that. What's um, the pool? 50 people? 100 oh, people? it's a lot more than that. Yeah, yeah I think it's like 200-something voters, if I'm not mistaken. So, yeah, okay. it's, it's quite big. Um, but, yeah, they, I think I think the same – I think there's maybe a list of maybe like 50, 60 guys that vote every single year, and then I think the sure. beat guys kind of change yeah. um, for the most part. But I wonder what that's like to like – like we have a friend that works in that industry. I wonder what like – like where you have to propel yourself to yeah. get that notoriety to be like, okay, your yeah. vote matters. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I feel like there should be like a vetting process, right? Like, oh, does, without a shadow of But you, you know what I mean though? Like what are the – you should have some sort of background. Like, I don't you've know, been doing I'm this sure, for 10 years or I, I don't know. I'm sure the league has a media department that controls all of that. That they, you know, Bro, they no, they people. don't. If Kendrick Perkins has a vote. Well, Kendrick Perkins is a national guy. That's what I'm saying. But yeah, but yeah, I get it. I get it. It's blasphemy, as, as one of three ESPN anchors might say. Um, all NBA teams, you, you have 19 minutes. Hit me. Uh, all right. This this was hard. This was hard. This was hard for multiple reasons. Go um, three, two, one. Okay. First thing I need to just kind of disclaimer with a couple things. Oh, boy. Firstly, my cutoff this year for games played was 55. Um, okay. I had that question. If too. you were 54, you didn't make it. Sorry to Kawhi Leonard, who had 53. You didn't make it. <laughs> um, 55 was the minimum that I was willing to go. Obviously, with the new CBA, it's going to be 65. 
I just feel like so many guys this year missed time that it's, it was hard to have that high of a threshold without having an insane ballot of guys who I ultimately don't think deserve to be all in NBA. Um, and the last thing I want to bring up is apologies to Jimmy Butler, who was my absolute toughest omission from this team. Um, I think he absolutely deserves to be on a ballot. Um, but when I just kind of looked at it in totality, um, it was just hard for me to have him in there. Um, I just think Miami was such a disappointment this season. Um, he missed, I mean, he didn't miss too many games, but he still missed a handful of games too. Obviously it didn't really matter too much ultimately, but I just think Miami as a team success ultimately was kind of drove a lot of why I ended up not having him in there. Um, but he was the guy that I was kind of battling with myself the most. And I had, you know, I'm, I'm the hardest on myself for not having me in those teams. So I just wanted to, you know, shout out Jimmy Butler, honorable mention there. Um, but we'll start off with the third team. It makes me feel good. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, we'll start off with the third team. Um, so my guards were Steph Curry, Damian Lillard. Uh, my forwards were LeBron and Larry Markinen. Wow. And my center was Demonis Sabonis. That was my third team. Um, Steph and Lillard would have been first team if not for the sheer amount of games that they just missed this season. Um, I almost omitted Lillard just because they sat him to it, which I just hated that. I know it, I know it's not his fault. And that's why I ended up picking him because I don't feel like it was fair to discredit him because it was a team decision. Um, but that really turned me off a little bit too. But in just in general, games missed was kind of the reason why both of them ended up getting demoted to 13. But um, in terms of counting stats, what they did, if they played even seven, eight more games, they're probably first team for me. They were so, so good, so consistent. Um, Dame had a 72-point game, a 60-point game, multiple 50-point games. Steph was incredible all year long when he played. Um, and I don't think Golden State was very good um, for the most part. And, you know, he spearheaded a lot of the reason why they were even, you know, why they didn't even make the play-in, which they really should have if you kind of look at it, their, their road record and um, their inability to beat some of the better teams. But Steph really spearheaded that. But, yeah, that, that's kind of the third team I went with. LeBron. Great. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, go I'm going to ask questions before you go. This sure. Uh, LeBron, for me, if I'm being honest with you, I really wanted to get Anthony Davis onto the, my NBA team. My hard issue with him, because he, he he met my threshold of 55 games. He played about 55 games, so he would have hit that. My issue with him was that I think he played something like 70% of his minutes at the five. And so I feel like if I threw him in as a forward spot, I feel like I would have been cheating, cheating a little bit. Um, Definitely, I think. So that's why I went with Sabonis over him. We're gonna, that's going to be changing, better, thank so. God. It will, yeah. It's positionless. I'm, I'm so happy about that. Yeah, I, I really am happy about. It. I wish personally, I wish it was two two backcourt players, three frontcourt players. That's how I would have done it instead of just doing positionless altogether. Yeah. I would have done two backcourt, three frontcourt, just center forward. It doesn't matter. He's a frontcourt player. Just leave it at that. Um, what that's are the personally odds, What I would have did? But. What are the odds we ever get like five forwards, five guards? Like what? What do you think? Oh, uh, I think I think I think it'll happen eventually for sure. I think I think, I think it, it'll happen. Kind of messes with the the um, how we treat all yeah. NBA. You know what I mean? At least I feel that yeah. way. No, it, it's a valid point. Um, but yeah, so LeBron and Markinen were my forwards. Obviously, Markinen and I, we kind of discussed a little bit earlier when we talked about most improves. I, you know, the kind of my feelings towards him. Um, and then Sabonis, obviously, has been phenomenal all year long. What he's done with Sacramento, getting that three seed. Um, his impact has truly, truly been felt. His playmaking, he's baby Jokic, as people like to call him. So. Um, but he's been phenomenal. So he, he made my third so- team center. The Kings are another league pass team. I love watching. Love Kings. If, if it so wasn't for the fact fun. that I have to wake up at 7 in the morning to go to work every single day and they're on the West Coast, I Fair. definitely would have watched a lot more Sacramento this year. But they're they really fun to watch. Yeah. Um, a couple takeaways. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like I feel like we might see an all-NBA roster this year that doesn't include LeBron. There's a small part of me mm-hmm. that think he gets it just because he's LeBron. Mm-hmm. But there's also a part of me... like Same thing with Dame. I think there might be... like. Right, like you said, how you were expressing, like, man, they sat him, yeah. and 
um, you know, he, he did average like, what was like 32 points, something points, or, like third in the league in, in scoring. Um, I like, I like your third team. It's really shocking to like, cause like that is well, the top three, mm-hmm. like it's like first team, like any yeah, other first year, team right? Talent, like, yeah. like maybe, yeah. right? It's so strange. Cause I'm, I'm looking over your, your, your third team right now. And I'm like, wow. Like I haven't looked at second or first, so I'm going, wow. What my the second f- team might. What's shock above you that, dude? You know what I mean? It's like my it, second team, but is it's crazy because, like, yeah. you know, you sh- think about it. We should have Kawhi here. We should have Kevin Durant here. We should have probably Paul George here. But Kevin anyways. Kevin Durant was another one. He he played. He missed half the season. It was, was it? Yeah, he he literally missed half the season. It was just hard. But yeah. first, he might make it in he the, was, unless he didn't you, but tweet that. He ankle. was what 55, 40, 90, something like that. First so, yeah, player yeah, in history first, to do yeah. that. Just ridiculous efficiency. His scoring was always great. Um, the reason why Brooklyn's even in the playoffs right now, because obviously after that trade, they completely tailed off. But um, yeah, Durant was another tough omission. I mean, it wasn't too tough because like I, was I said, say, he yeah, missed half the season. But in terms, requirement. Of just, in terms of just counting stats, he yeah, he was yeah. he was phenomenal. So another honorable mention for him. But um, I like, we'll continue the conversation. All right, let's go on the second team. Second team, guards, De'Aaron Fox, Luka Doncic. Forwards, Jalen Brown. Mm-hmm. Julius Randle, center Nikola Jokic is my second team. Luka was difficult for me I was just ask. because I still don't know if I see him more as a guard or a forward. Um, no, he's a guard. He doesn't defend guards at all, like ever. He just guards the worst forward. He, no, he just he guards forwards. He always, he's always guarded a forward. He never defends guards. I feel like you your position is what you defend. That's just kind of been my thought process with basketball in general. Um, which is why I didn't have much of an issue having Jaron as my um, center on my all-defensive teams. We'll kind of touch on that a little bit later. Mm-hmm. Um, I ultimately put him at guard, obviously, just because for the vast majority of the season, he's lead ball handler. And obviously, Dallas, when they list him, they list him as a guard. So I, I feel like it was just kind of the easiest way to go about that one. And obviously, I think most people are going to vote him as a guard as well. So I don't really want, you know, you don't, you don't want to fuck up the balloting too much, too. Yeah, you don't um, want to make your own. But um, but yeah, I had, I had him in. I still think over the course of the season, he was still phenomenal. His counting stats were always great. Um, that Dallas team finishing with the record they did definitely hurts. Um, but I still think he was really good. Darren Fox, obviously we spoke about him phenomenal throughout the entirety of the season, the way he's just kind of turned around as a player, my perspective, my perception of him, um, 10 months ago is completely different than what it is now. Um, he was phenomenal all season long, the best closer in the league this season, which is not something I don't think I would have ever said, um, before going into this season. Um, my forwards, Jalen Brown, um, counting stats again, great. He, if you're an analytically based voter, you probably didn't even have him on your All NBA team altogether, just because his advanced stats are, for a guy at his talent level, were pretty pretty ugly. Um, but I just think again, body of work. Boston had the second best record in the league, um, twenty seven a game. His still really good efficiency splits, um, and he's always you know impact pretty impactful defensively as well. And a, he really carried Boston for a lot of stretches too, and Jason just didn't have it. Tatum really had like a like a two week stretch there um, after the All Star break where he just didn't look himself, and Jen was really carrying that team. Um, and if I could give him any advice, keep the mask. That's 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 what I'd say. Keep the mask <laughs> because funny. he's he's been a different animal with that mask on. So yeah, um, obviously I said a little tongue in cheek, but um, Jen was my other forward. Um, that one's the most shocking one for me. 
What that he's this high or that? Well, I have two. I have two things. Is Jalen a true forward? So yes, that is the other caveat is that people were debating between whether he's guard or forward. He has played the vast majority of his time at forward this year because once again, with the Rob injury, Boston's been starting Smart and White in the backcourt. So it's been Smart, White, Jalen, Jason, Raw, and Horford. Yeah, um, has been their starting five for the vast majority of the season. Vast majority of his minutes has been as forward. Um, and I also want Boston to get him a super max contract. He needs to make all NBA to get that, so I'm putting him in at forward because I think that he has a better <laughs> Jalen to Miami, so. please. Oh, um, Riley, if you're listening, please. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Or Dame, I'll take Dame. Yeah. Um, but re- even even despite all of that, obviously, um, I just have a sorry. Finish your thought. Um, but no, like I said, body of work was you know great throughout the whole season. 27 a game, efficient splits. Repeating myself again here. Boston had the second best record in the league. Again, don't overthink shit. He deserves to be all NBA. He's all NBA. So, I definitely agree with that. I just think he's he's probably going to end up third team guard. Yeah. Oh, no, I think no, he's I, probably like taking no, I, I think spot. I think he's going to be forward. I think he's going to be listed as a forward. At you least think so? In a lot of the podcasts okay. that I've been listening to and a lot of the content, it seems like the vast majority of people are voting him as a forward because he's played for majority of the season at forward. So, Smart and White's been their backcourt. So. I guess if you can make him second team forward instead of third team guard, third team guard, it's, it's much easier. It's much fair. easier to do so for sure. Fair, fair, fair. Um, Julius Randle, my other forward. Um, not mad at it. Probably the one that a lot of people might be the most surprised that I have him. This, I think most people have him second team. Um, and they because they, a lot. Of no, people, what do you mean? In a lot of the you Jimmy, have him on second. Team. I'm sorry, a lot of people have third team. They're oh, third okay. team rather. I was confused. Um, I do because th- a lot of people have Jimmy on their ballot that I don't have. So that's that was kind of the main thing for me. Um, I just think Julius has been say, so good. I would. I don't know. I feel like I could argue Laurie Markin to take that spot. You could. I just think team success overrules it for me. Um, and I think Julius throughout the entire season, like up until this last injury, he was on pace to, to play 82 games I again. Mean, okay, um, I'll let you do your thing. So, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I'm just saying you have SGA on your first team, and you're talking about team success. So I don't know if it's going to translate. Enough. Well, no, but I'm just talking about – because, well, I mean, I still, have Mar- I, still have, I still have Markin on my team. It's just if you're comparing the team, I have to give the edge to one of the guys, I'm going to give the edge to him. You know what I mean? Okay. So, I know. I just saw that. I was like, yeah. wait, you're talking about team success. <laughs> SGA is – okay, sorry. Um Okay. I mean, I'm not mad at the Julius pick, though. I mean, I like, Luke they, on my team talk about team success. So, I mean, obviously, you know, yeah, kinda... but Luke's it's, you know, you're not taking, like, Luke is making it regardless. Yeah. They could have, like, went under, That's they, were they under 500? Wait, what were they this year? I think 40 and 42. I think they, I think they finished 40 and 42. That is abysmal. Yeah. Um, Luke is Luke. He's going to do, yeah. you know, he's going to average 30 play. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, it's just, it's whatever. I'm not mad at the Randall pick. I think maybe third team is a better spot for him, though. Yeah. No, I, I wouldn't necessarily disagree. Again, I had a tough time with the forwards. Um, if if you asked me two days ago, I probably had Butler in, in this, and I probably maybe didn't have Randall or didn't have LeBron in this. Um, yeah, LeBron. Just kind of looking one. at it, and just kind of looking at it again, it was just I I I I had to have him second team. Fair. I can understand that. Um, yeah, I think I I kind of went over my two questionable picks, which is like <laughs> Julius and Jalen. I don't know. I just I look at Jalen as a guard, but I guess mm-hmm. it doesn't matter if it's gonna be like next year is gonna like change everything Gen- genuinely so. genuinely speaking Jen would be more of a guard it's just this year specifically he played no, the majority of his sure. time at forward just because of the rob injury so the situation uh, yeah. forced him into a right into a different to role a different i can understand right. that i'm not mad at it but it's crazy because like next year before, before we get to your first team but like like Jokic is definitely gonna be making like first team mm-hmm. on, on on a positionless um yes without team. a shadow like doubt. that's what i'm saying is that next year we're gonna have like it might be big heavy it yes. might be guard he- i don't yes. know it's gonna be um it's gonna be weird um first team um, well, to just touch, I don't know if I said Jokic was my second team center. Obviously, I didn't beat MVP, oh, so you, you would assume. I don't, I don't know if I did. I just want to touch on it again. Um, but yeah, Jokic, second team Fair center. Enough. Um, first Crazy. team. Sorry. 
No, say it. Hey, no, it's just crazy that like the MVP race was so tight, like so close, and it's like, damn, you're still gonna be second team. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, oh. Embiid's had the no, same fate the last. Embiid's never made first team All NBA. Joel Embiid has never made first team All NBA, which is just crazy to think I about. Know, it's crazy. DeAndre Jordan has a first team All NBA. Um, anyways, first team <laughs> <laughs> guards. Um, guards: Donovan Mitchell, Shea Gilgis Alexander. Forwards: Giannis and Tatum. Center: Embiid. I feel like that one was a little bit more. I know probably the one that you have the biggest gripe with, I know, is SGA, just because, you know, the team success. Um, yes and no. When you average 32 points a game, it's going to be hard yeah. to argue that. But, like, like, okay, so if Dame plays another, he meets SGA, then mm-hmm. what conversation are we having? If da- if Is Portland still in the position they are, though? Let's say they're chasing the 10 seed, just like OKC was chasing. I say that lightly. Oh, I mean, OKC got the 10 seed, though. And they, they That's got, what I'm I saying. They won, lightly. you know what I mean? If like, Portland were to throw Dame out there, he plays similar amount of games. He doesn't Portland, miss the Port- last couple. If, Port- if Portland make the play-in and Dame plays more games, Dame is the first team, without a shadow of a doubt. Just just my little... We just, yeah, just if, if he plays more games and Portland make the play- at least at least make the play-in, he's, without a shadow of a doubt, my first team guard. But unfortunately, neither one of those two things happened. So mm. I had to demote him a little bit. Um, with Shea, again... Um, expectation versus what actually happened. I think yeah. incredibly drastic. This, by the way, second time this has happened with OKC. Two years when they had Chris Paul that first year again, people expected that to be a tanking team. They made the playoffs they made the and playoffs, they nearly yeah. knocked out Houston. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, Shea Shea's just been phenomenal all season long. Um, obviously I had him second on my most improved player ballot as well. So I just think his improvement from one year to the next has been exponential. Um, offensively, he's been great. I think defensively, he's super solid as well. Um, that team, again, not the most amount of talent around him. And obviously, it's still a very young team, still kind of learning, getting the hang of things. Um, I just think his body of work this season has been incredible. And when you compare him to some of the other guards, I, I think I would prefer Shea. Um, Donovan, again, self-explanatory. Um, Cleveland had a great record fourth in the East. I had him fifth for MVP. Um, his counting stats were great. His efficiency was good. Um, you know, he was the closer on that team um, and the best player on that team. So, again, I feel like a little bit self-explanatory. 70-point game is 72-point game. Um, just a phenomenal season overall. Obviously, as a Miami fan, you know, I know how much you wanted him. So, you know, you could probably speak on that as well. Giannis is Giannis, best player in the league. Obviously, spoke about him as well. Tatum, again, uh, I don't think any of the other forwards were kind of touching either one of those two guys, especially not this year. And then, obviously, Joel Embiid, my center, my MVP pick. Um you know, that's a bit self-explanatory as well. So my first team, I actually, my first team was probably the easiest team to do. Yeah. Um, just because, again, once I kind of decided on that 55-game cutoff, I knew that Steph and Dame weren't going to make it. Um, so after that, it was kind of easy to sort. Um, and obviously, you know, I spoke about it earlier. Luca, Luca's play towards the end of the season, his lack of effort defensively really turned me off of him as a, as a first-team guard. So, um, so yeah, I had Mitchell and Shea and, um, for a first team, so. Not mad at it. I think a lot of players are definitely <coughs> benefiting off of guys not playing, mm-hmm. guys so teams tanking. Mm-hmm. I, I think that like 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 in in what world is D Mitch? I love D Mitch, but in what world is he first? Him, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. When you look at like the talent across the league, mm-hmm. and I think we're gonna get a shift here soon because um, I think there's a lot of. I think we've already kind of seen the shift, um, but I think there's gonna be some older guards that kind of fizzle out, and we're gonna start to have this new wave. Especially of kids. now with this threshold, like if you if you think. You know, 37, 38, 39-year-old Steph is going to be able to play 65 games year in, year out. Like, like there's going to be a year mm-hmm. where Steph averages insane counting stats and he's just not going to be eligible for All-NBA. Like, this yeah. year, this year, if the, if the rule was in effect this year, Steph wouldn't be eligible. Dane wouldn't be eligible. LeBron wouldn't be eligible. Um, 
yeah, you know, close. a lot of these guys would not be eligible for this award. So, um, but yeah. you like 55 games a year as a good requirement. I like 55. I'm not a huge fan of 65, which is what it actually is. 55 was my personal requirement for this year. Obviously the CBA was 65 games now. So, um, I get it. 65, I believe, is three quarters of the season. So they want you to play three fourths basically to be eligible. And I think it's another thing, too, to try to limit load management, load and manage guys sitting out as much as possible. I think that's another yeah. thing that owners try to put into that. Uh, or not, maybe not owners, but just the league in general. Um, just because obviously we've, we've kind of gotten to a place now where we can, you know, game in, game out. You don't know who's playing, you don't know who's out, you know. Uh, so I think the league is probably trying to take a little bit more control of that, making sure that their stars are going to be on the floor more consistently. So I get it. Uh, but just in terms of awards, I'm not the biggest fan, especially because like if a guy plays 64 games, like you know what I mean? That's like, exactly that's, what my follow-up that, that's, that's kind of that's the tough part for me is like, you know, if it's your one game and off. And it wasn't like, you know West. I mean? Like, it's, you know what I mean? Like it's so. But I, I understand why they did it. But personally, I'm not the biggest fan. But again, I you know, I, I get I get it. So Yeah. Um, I feel like your most controversial are your second and your third teams. Yeah, not even controversial. I just think it's a matter of opinion, bias, maybe. Mm-hmm. Not you, um, but I don't know. I just think this this probably uh, this is probably the most accurate, not the most accurate, but this is probably the list of guys. Mm-hmm. Whether you pump them up or you pump them down, I think I think I think, I think, I think the pool. only guy missing is probably Jimmy. I think Jimmy probably sneaks in over one of Randall, LeBron, and Markinen. Um, my vote, I think probably Markin is I was probably the odd say. man out. I'd <laughs> I was say Markin is probably the odd man out of those. Clutch Sports is going to be visiting um, some uh, reporters. So tonight. I'd say that's probably the only other guy. And then the other thing too is if voters end up putting Davis as a forward, that could that could mess up the voting a little bit too. That could that could get a little bit tricky if they start if the guys start you know voting guys out of position. So um, hopefully yeah. that's not the case because like I said, I think Sabonis is very worthy as third team center. Obviously, no one's touching Jokic or Embiid. Yeah. Um, but I, I I don't really like messing with the positions too much, especially when Davis has played like seventy percent of his minutes at center. So, um, so yeah, I think I like your structure of two two. Um, you said you like you like the two guards, the three bigs, essentially with your front court. And your back I would just court. go two, yeah, two two back court, three front court. I think it makes the most sense because I don't I don't want to do a full positionless thing because at the end of the day, like. Yeah, I don't like that. I I I still want the team to re- somewhat resemble a basketball the starting lineup. You know yeah. what I mean? Somewhat resemble. You know what I mean? Like I don't want to just have, you know, Embiid, Tatum, Giannis, you know, Jokic, Sabonis. I don't want that to be my all NBA team. You know what I mean? I feel like that just doesn't really even even if it was, you know, Embiid, Tatum, Giannis, Jokic, Doncic. I feel like even that's a little, uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um. So you know, personally, I I, I that's the way I would have done it: two backcourt, three frontcourt. I I think they just you know decided if we're if we're if we're getting rid of these positions we're going all in so we're, we're yeah. getting rid of them all together so i'm gonna say it now to get ahead of the curve but i think a year from now i think there's gonna be four bigs and one guard as your first NBA probably team. oh most likely most i likely. think it might not go through the second and the third but i think you're gonna you're gonna see it become either big heavy or guard heavy and i don't think you're gonna see like i think i think i think in the earlier teams it's going to be big heavy and i think in the second and third teams are going to be guard heavy just because i think there's more of an abundance of guard but i think the top end talent in the league are majority bigger guys bigger guys yeah so um that's kind of how i kind of view that hmm i think i don't like it i don't like i like i understand the concept fully positionless fully positionless no fully position if you just break it up like i said if you break it up to backcourt frontcourt i think that's the best way to do this but yeah yeah not uh they don't pay me the big bucks, so <laughs> I wish Lee and yeah. they hire me. I please. like I like your picks though. I'm I'm not mad at them. Um, I'm not. I don't even see any Celtic bias here. I think Did you want to touch right. on all defensive a little bit real quick before um, we move yeah, on? Yeah, you want to run it through real quick? Yeah, yeah we won't talk about it in depth. But um, all defensive, 
guards specifically on my second team. And again, I'm not going to lie. I didn't really get a chance to do too much defensive analytical work on this just because I think it advanced oh my that God, specifically. Oh, there's a white guy in one of these teams. Yes, uh, just because... Um, Oh, we were talking about that. I just think Sorry. defensive analytics That's so funny. can get a little bit tricky and they're a little bit misconstrued a little bit um, and they don't always tell the full story. So um, a lot of this was just kind of based off eye test. Um, wow. So first team. This is an interesting. First team guards. I had Drew Holiday and Herb Jones. Um, those guys, I don't care who you throw at me. They're not They're not getting off the list. Those are those were locks for me. Actually, I'm going to be honest. My entire first team was a lock. I was going to say, my wait entire, a minute. I don't know if there's first, anything entire, else that we can argue. My entire first when team When you look at your first team to your second team, there's like a, not a huge drop off, but there's a pretty significant drop off. The main, the main, I think the, the main issue people are going to maybe have uh, a problem with is the fact that I had Jaron Jackson. Oh, I'll just go through it again. So Drew Holiday, Herb Jones, my guards. My forwards were Giannis and Evan Mobley. My center was Jaron Jackson Jr. I think having Jaron as a center instead of as forward might be something that um, people have a little bit of issue with just obviously because it was Steven Adams starting. And then when he went out, it was Xavier Tillman starting. He never really started at center. He played a lot at center. He closed that center. Um, that for the most part was kind of his job as a rim protector, you know, covering up, um, you know, driving lanes and just kind of being that type of presence. I didn't really have an issue with, I know it's cheating a little bit. I, I shit on people voting on Anthony Davis as a forward. So it's going to seem a little hypocritical. <laughs> no, and then you and go I and do it yourself. I completely understand. But um, I think he actually, I, if you close out a position, I feel like that t- that says a lot of what your position actually is. Um, and I think especially in the postseason, he's going to be closing out the five vast, vast majority of games too. So I didn't really have an issue with having him as a, as a center. Uh, but yeah, my first team, I, I'm none of those guys are, are – I don't care who you throw at me. I'm, yeah. I'm not taking any of those guys out. I'm sorry. I agree. You can move on to your second team. I have, I have no arguments. Um, I think that – I mean, if you really want my thoughts, I, I don't – like you said, it's hard to grade these. Yeah. So it's like – I think that you have like five amazing defenders in the league, and then everybody else. Because I think that like caring about defense is yeah. not the lamer thing, but we just play in an offensive. Yeah. Like the, the cool thing is shooting a deep three. The cool thing is getting a dunk. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, so for me, it's more eye test and just kind of. But there's nothing here that I would change. Um, my second team was hard. It was really, really hard to do, um, particularly at the guard spots. Um, I feel like a lot of the, your usual suspects just were not very good this year. Um, so it was a little bit tough, like your Marcus Smarts of the world. Those guys just dro- dropped off quite significantly this year, so I didn't really want to – I didn't feel comfortable putting on these teams. Um, my second team ended up being the following. So my guards were Alex Caruso, Derek White. My forwards were Jada McDaniels and OG Ananobi, and my center was Bam Adebayo. Um, Caruso and White particular – with them I think the turn on for me and why I value them so much is because they are so so good at the point of attack um Caruso especially he will pick you up full court and he'll do it the entire game he's like um, naggy he is a nuisance he's just a pain yeah. in the ass yeah that's what I'm saying. He's, just, he's, just, he's just a pain in the ass to play against um now granted he and I think actually both both with Alex and Derek as well both have really really good size for their position both have long arms um, both really quick, especially with Derek, very quick laterally. Um, I think with them, like I said, they're just pests. They're just annoying to defend. They're not guys who are going to lock you up, but they're guys who are going to make you work for your points. Um, and so, again, like I said, in a, in a year where I don't think a lot of the guards were great defensively this year, mm-hmm. usually you, you'd maybe have Alonzo in there too. Obviously, it's you know he's he's not really been playing basketball for the past couple of seasons. Obviously, I touched on Smart as well. Maybe ever. Um, but – I, I just think, you know, between those two guys, they were probably the best pick of the bunch that was kind of left over for me. So I went with Caruso and White. 
Um, for my forwards, I had Jaden McDaniels and OG Ananobi. Um, Ananobi, for the first maybe four or five months of the season, was probably the favorite for Defense Player of the Year. Dude, actually, he was so, so he was, fun to watch. Him. He was he was really he really came on strong in the season. Obviously, Toronto kind of fell off a little bit. I don't yeah, think that's I, don't what I was going to say. I don't think that was really due to him. I think defensively, nah. he's been consistent the entire season. Um, I just think that Giannis and Evan do more for their teams on the defensive end of the floor. So it's re- it's hard. It's just hard to, for him to get in over those two guys. Um, but it's not a knock to him. I think OG was phenomenal. It was it was a no brainer to have him on one of the ballots. It was just a matter of you know whether it was going to be first or second team. Jaden McDaniels, I was so happy to get him on this team. Um, I think he has been a beacon of consistency on the defensive end. He's been so good for that Minnesota team up until he fucking smashed the wall for no reason at all. <laughs> Dude, what a, um, what a series of events. He he's been really good, um, consistently guarding the obviously the opposition's best player on the perimeter. Um, I think he was sorely, sorely missed in the LeBron matchup against the Lakers in the playing game. Um, just a great defender. Obviously, if you're talking about him as a player, he's been great this year too. Over 40% on his threes. Um, just kind of the true embodiment of a 3 and D guy, you know, when you talk about that, that type of player. Um, I think he was phenomenal on that end of the floor as well. So I had him second team. And then my center was Bam. Um, you know, I feel like, again, a bit of an easy pick. Um, I'm trying to think of some of the other guys that I was really considering for second team center, but it really, really wasn't a lot of guys. Rudy. Lopez? I guess Lopez, but again, we kind of discussed about the whole Lopez thing earlier. Um, it means yeah. fair if you want to have him over Bam. That's fine. I'm not going to argue too much with you. I just think Bam has much more of a burden on the defensive end on on that Miami team. Um, he covers more ground. I think his ability to guard um, more types of players than probably Brooke can. And again, also with Brooke too, it's just he just plays drop a lot. Yeah. And again, it's not a knock on him just because that's how the Milwaukee team plays and it's beneficial for them and it works, but – um, if you're just talking about a guy who can guard in multiple positions, a guard, a guy who's you know consistently cleaning up at the rim, um, who can step up and put pressure on ball handlers on the perimeter, I just think that Bam does more on the defensive end than Brooke does, and so I had him as my uh, second team center. Fair. Obviously, Rudy, Rudy, I don't think he was particularly great this year. I don't think he was bad, but I just, I just think Bam and Jaron did more yeah. uh, than he did. So I, I, I didn't yeah. have Rudy on my team either. So I could see the only thing I could see change against Jaron, only because he's not a true center. But right. other than that, I don't. But does Bam go up and 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 Jaren? I think I think I think Anthony I think Anthony Davis is going to get a lot of votes for second team center. Gonna, there's definitely AD, some of that. AD is going to get quite a few votes for second team center. Um, I, I wouldn't have too big of an issue. I just think again, I just think Bam's a better to been a better defender throughout the entirety of the year. So, um, and then obviously some of your Rob played 30 games. He's not gonna he's he didn't play nearly enough games to get in. Um. You know, we, we touched on Rudy, obviously. So, you know, some of the usual suspects that you might consider to be kind of in and around that team, you know, mm-hmm. are just aren't going to be this year. And so, um, you know, I think Bam was deserving. So, fair. Um, let's move into some of the series, mm-hmm. some of the predictions, some of the um, ideas, storylines, anything we get from. First, let's get a let's get a heat game check. I have since it. We're... I have it right here. Um, forty nine, forty four, Miami Heat currently at halftime. Gotcha. Oh, first time I've just sent. Um, you want me to tell you an interesting statistic that Go you may not it. expect? Mm-hmm. Do you want to? Um, you know what? Before, don't look. Well, you're not going to see it. But who do you think right now is the leading scorer on the Miami Heat? <laughs> and I'll tell you the number: twenty three points at halftime. Shh. Who do you think has twenty three points at halftime? I'd say Max Strus. Holy fuck, you're right. Yeah, because it had to be if it was it had you're to be right. someone who just caught fire from three. Six for yeah. eight. It had to be someone. Yeah, yeah, there's 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 no way, yeah. It had to be. Crazy. I'm gonna be honest with you, there's as a Miami Heat fan, I want us to lose. I just like one I just want you know what I mean? Like listen. Like, Do you I, even have the, your pick this year though? Does Miami even have their pick? 
it doesn't even matter. Because what's the benefit? Let's just rinse our hands of the season, okay? And let's uh, make some phone calls. So you ju- you just don't want the Milwaukee embarrassment in first round in the first round. Then is that like you, you like you don't even care about seeing your team in the postseason? You just want you just let's, want to get the season over with at this point. Why make Jimmy play forty minutes a game? If we're going to get swept. You know what I mean? I think most of those games are over by a third. I think in one of my notes, I literally have um, books let players rest by game three. Because I just don't. Like, they they won. They <laughs> went two and two. The only game that he that won happening? is when Giannis didn't play. Could you imagine that ever happening? Like, a team, like, they're up three. Eh, we'll sit him out for game yeah. four. It's no, like, I think we're coming closely. <laughs> that would be crazy. The league would never allow it, that right? They're probably going to get fined like the Mavericks did today. But, that would be crazy. Um. Yeah, so the Heat are beating the Bulls. Um, winner of that game will play I the Milwaukee got Bucks. The notification. Max Drews drops six triples. Yeah, <laughs> crazy. Um, I'm just going to be very brief. I don't think it matters who the Bucks face. I think it's pretty much a wrap. I think if there's a better chance, obviously the Bulls have more talent. We haven't seen them go on consistent runs. We haven't seen this team play as whole. I feel like, I feel like uh, let's do a podcast today. It, was, it put it in perfect perspective for me. It was like, uh, the Bulls just like take turns. Mm-hmm. Okay, whose turn is it to shoot this possession? Whose turn is it to dominate this? Who is, and I just feel like last game it was Levine. Tonight could be DeRozan, right? We're, right now we're at uh, like your leading Celtics. score is Caruso on the Bulls right now. So yeah. 14. Uh, next is DeRozan. I just think that there's this constant like flip-flop of, and I also think there might be, I wouldn't say animosity, but like those early Celtic days where it's like, does JB get the ball? Mm-hmm. Does Jason get the ball? Mm-hmm. Who, what, who's getting the ball at the end of the game? Who's hot? Who's not? You know what I mean? So um, I think the Bulls have a better chance than the Heat just strictly off of talent. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if Miami plays the Bucks, it's a slaughter. Yeah, I I really I think do. I think I think both I think both series would go five. Actually, I'm not gonna lie. I think Miami would take one. I think Chicago would take one. I think I just think I just think it's the way the just the way it goes. Like down 3-0, steal a game. Maybe I mean Chicago won game one last year against Milwaukee. So it could be something like you just catch them off guard for game one of the series. You know, it happens yeah. a lot too. Maybe. Um, I remember right. that Brooklyn team with uh, D'Angelo Russell when they made the playoffs. They 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 beat Philly game one. Yeah. They came out the gates hot. Orlando, they beat Toronto that Kawhi year. They beat them game one of the series. Obviously, no one thought Orlando was actually going to win it, but I think something like that could happen. Um, or obviously, you just you know win one of your games at home. That could obviously happen too. But I think I think I'd probably pick Milwaukee in five, regardless if it's Miami or Toronto. I like that. Yeah. Um, I think my prediction was regardless. I think I had Bucks in five. Mm. Um. No, sorry. I had Bucks in four against Miami, Bucks in five against, against Chicago. Chicago. Yeah. Um, a lot of oh, questions. You don't think Miami could take a game, really? I mean, I know they swept you last time you guys played, but I, I don't. That's valid. There's no a part of me it. that goes like Giannis. Like this is okay. If we're being real, like this is when the the real season mm-hmm. starts, right? Serious Giannis. We get, you know what I mean? We're we're gonna get a Bucks team that's like loading up, ready for a run. And I don't think they're fucking around. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I just don't think there's like I know you said that you could catch them for a game, yeah, maybe game mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. But once they put their foot in your neck, I think it's over. Yeah, it's a, I don't think anybody's touching yeah. them until maybe round two or round three. Yeah. Um, I just want real quick thoughts because um, I know, funny enough, I had a bunch of ideas of talking about Miami and the future. And naturally, I listen to podcasts today, and that's all they're fucking talking about. So it sounds like I'm ripping off, but I'm not. Um, is it blow it up time? I, real um, quick, as a Heat fan, blow that bitch up. Drop it to the ground. Let let Jimmy and Bam and get the fuck everybody else the door. Oh, so Easier you, don't, oh, so you don't want to blow it up, blow it up. You just want to... You need another star, and half the roster's got to go for another star. And all, like, all the picks are got to go for the 
Okay, so that's not blowing it up though. If you because if you're asking me blow it up, I'm thinking you're trading Jimmy, you're trading. I mean, Bam and Tyler okay, are still a minor young, blow so. up. How about that? I think I think that's a more of a retooling than it is a blow up. Um, I don't know about that. If you're keeping your top two guys, that's not a blow up. That's a retool. Oh my god! You know I I mean? There's a world where Bam could go. Sure, sure. I think so. But, but, I, think, I, but, I, think I, but I don't think that it's blowing up the team necessarily to tank. My idea is you have two guys who are proven stars, and then there's everyone else. You could talk about Hero if you want, mm-hmm. right? But I think it, Lowry, come on, gotta go. Yeah. You have a couple guys that showed potential, mm-hmm. but I think in terms of my head, when I say blow it up, it's like you need to just new roster mm. but you need to obviously keep your your foundation right, which is right, jimmy right and you could argue bam so i guess you could say that to a sense it's blowing it up is my thing with my, with my thing with miami is that when i actually look at their roster i actually think one through 15 there's talent there i just think that outside of jimmy and bam the vast majority of the team they're like ninth tenth guys yeah and they're playing as third fourth fifth options which is not a great recipe for team success when you have where you're trying to overplay basically what your actual talent level is. Don't forget, a lot of these guys also playing in the G League two years ago. They caught, they there was a final a run, of, a right? Look at Duncan. Dra- a lot of these guys went right? undrafted. Like, these yeah. guys are just scrappy dudes yeah. that worked out, made yeah. a, a really a shot away from last year. Yeah. Everybody loves to talk about it. Yeah. I, I, it doesn't change anything for me in my perspective. I'm like, okay, we were shot, of, you mm-hmm. know? That's kind of why I wanted to face the Celtics round one. I feel like it would have been a, like a much more, there's narrative, mm-hmm. right? There's history. Right. Like we've Even gone, if you don't think they're beating Boston, there's, it's at least more of an intriguing series then. Right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, there's there's going to be this competitive. There's You know, Miami's right. going to at least show up. They're yeah. going to want to be physical with your guy. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, so losing that, that, um, that 17 kind of hurt me. I'm not gonna yeah. lie. Like if you're going to make it at least, you know, don't go for the team yeah. that's going to cut your head off. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, not to say that Boston's any less talented than Milwaukee. I just think that there's a history there where we are able to, although we don't Bo- need your talent, Miami, we're Miami, able to push you. Miami whatever. and Boston will always, regardless of which team has the talent on either end yeah. there, they will always play a semi-competitive Hard. series just because there's just history there. A lot, a lot of history there. So yeah. Um, I, I fully agree, especially obviously, you know, we talk about the whole heat culture. It's a, it's a running joke, but I think it's it's legit. Like the the guys give a shit. They're they're not going to beat themselves. Um, obviously, this team is a little bit different. But if we're just talking about historically, you know, speaking like Miami had no business being a seven game series in Boston last year. Like if we're just being honest, talking no, about talent. No, that's paper, what I'm saying is that like talent alone. They had zero nothing. business. They had zero business that game going down which, to the shot to the last shot. I think Boston had like a 15 point lead, like with like three minutes to go. And obviously Miami was just like, we're not giving up. Like we're not giving up. And that's just the story of the team. That's just the culture of the team. And yeah. so I will always fear, even if I was confident in a series game, I'm always going. There's always going to be a small part of me that's like, "Fuck, we got to play these guys." You know what I mean? It's just, it's just the way it is. So obviously, me, I was thrilled to avoid Miami, not because I thought you guys could beat us, just because, yes, just in general, I think the setup going forward, yeah, t- it's more taxing on your body and on the players and on the team. Yeah. playing that series then it would be just playing against an Atlanta team. So yeah, even um, if like, yeah, I, I think that there's a world where like you could have swept Miami. Mm-hmm. But I think that there it would have been a dog fight. Yeah, you know what I mean. To answer your question though, in terms of the whole blow it up thing, um, I think changes are needed. Um, I think I don't. I wouldn't want to give up on this Jimmy Bam core just yet. Um, just because I mean, you know how much I love Bam. Like I just I know I know he's probably one of the most frustrating players to watch, especially if you're watching him night and night out as a Heat fan. But um, just from an outsider's point of view, I just I'd love watching that guy play, especially what he brings defensively. I just think he's all over the fucking place. Um, and he's best friends with Tatum, so hey, that's a nice, nice little thing to throw in there. Um, how about Robert Williams in a first? What would we saying? How about no? Okay, it was worth it. Also, throw in Sam Hauser. Throw me another first rounder. Get, get you a little white, another white guy who can shoot. 
we have plenty that are already underachieving. Hey, Sam makes two. We million, have one that's making ninety-five Sam, million. For Sam's not overpaid. Sam makes two million. I'm gonna be honest with you. I think that experiment's over. I think Pat's like, all right, we need to get some pedigree. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think which I, is can interesting I because for a guy like Pat who's cared a lot about pedigree, the fact that over these past couple of years he's been transitioning more into this undrafted late second round pick G League developing guys surprises me a little bit. It's cheaper. He's he's locked yeah. himself up asset wise. Yeah. Think about it. Yeah. He had no choice. Yeah. It was like either get these G Leaguers ready to play in a fucking Eastern Conference final or you fucked. You know, but I do agree with you. I, I do Cruz think it is down. it is crazy that they haven't been able to. I mean, look at like what they did in like the LeBron Miami era. They were able to like restructure and move things and get guys that maybe were at the end of the year at their career. And I will say something that I don't think many people disagree with, but I think losing PJ like really hurt. Oh, without really a shadow of doubt, without a shadow. Not down. the offense, but just that that vet in the yeah. locker room and that guy who didn't take shit. But he's just another. He's just another guy. He's just a guy that you just lost. Like you, you just re- just plucked him out of the team. You, you don't replace him. You didn't get nothing back. Like you just lost that that talent. You know what I mean? Which to is, be is fair, always hard. I don't think Pat's paying that money. Anyways. Oh no, never. Even and I don't think. Could've. And I still think it's a bad con. Three years, thirty something million for for him, who's probably not going to be an effective player midway through next season. Okay. Who's are? I mean, depending on how they manage him, they've managed him pretty well this season. But I, I, I just don't see that contract aging out very well. Yeah. Um. I mean, bro, you want another star in Miami? Book go book a Carnival Cruise. That's all I can tell you. I, I don't know. I don't know what else I can say, man. Like, cause. If you think Mickey's going to be spending into the luxury tax with these new CBA rules, man, I, I, you got a second thing coming, my friend. Um, yeah. No, you're right. Yeah. So, it's um, a hard reality. I, re- I would retool. I would move heaven and earth to get rid of as many of the. Is Lowry expiring or does he have one more year left? So sure. He's still got yeah. one more. So, maybe you can move him on an expiring. Uh, there's not a lot of teams with a lot of cap space. So, I don't know who's trying to take on 30 million on a year for Kyle Lowry, but. Um, Probably Dun- Charlotte. Usually Charlotte is. Duncan contract. Maybe San Antonio, the actually. Duncan contract is rough. Um, Struess is a free agent this year, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so, yeah, some decisions to be made. I would retool again around Jimmy and Bam. You got to try Tyler. Trade Tyler. I, I'm not. I'm not losing sleep over trading. That's him. what a lot of a lot of Heat fans like. They t- that'll that'll move the the needle for them. And that's not to say he's a bad without. player. It's no. just he's your only realistic asset to improve the team. Like that's if you're being like that's that's really because. Yeah. You're limited yeah. in your draft pick selection, and the other guys on the team, they're not really fetching you better talent than what they currently are. So it's really Tyler's got to be the centerpiece. Yeah. And I, I ultimately don't think that a core of Tyler, Jimmy, and Bam is enough to win a championship. No. So um, last year was the winner. That was it. The best player you can get for, for a Tyler based package? Not much. Bradley Beal, maybe? I'm good. Now I'm good. I'm looking on that contract, too. That's but, what I'm saying. But that's what I'm saying. That's what you're looking at. Maybe unless Portland wants to do Dame a serve, Dame really wants to go to Miami for whatever reason. I, I, I just again, I just feel like Miami's going to be getting outbid regardless of of who's available. Because you look at the teams who are also going to be chasing another star. New York's got a plethora of draft picks and young players. OKC, OKC's got it. Houston's got it. Like it's just, I don't know. Like I just, I think Miami's going to f- find themselves in a really tricky spot trying to get that third guy to pair up with Jimmy and Bam. But I would give it a shot before I completely blow the thing up. Personally, I give it two more years before we have like any sort of trade leverage. I give yeah. it two more years, probably. Yeah, they got to start restocking their picks up again, man. They got to, they, they got they to, they, you know, just t- and that all the only thing you can do with that is just wait, just let time go by, and a year goes by, hey, you, you get a pick. That's that's really all you can do at that point, obviously, unless you yeah. completely blow it up and you know, trade, trade Jimmy, trade Bam, trade Hero, get assets back. But I just don't envision Miami doing that in the near, in the near future, so I agree. And it was a lot, of, a lot of heat blow up talk. No, it's it's just like there's no solution to the problem because the problem is the like 
started two years ago. Mm-hmm. We got two, we had two years. Um, we had a finals run and then an Acer Conference final. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I, at least the rumors coming around the team was like, "I'll oh, give it another year. We want to play it out." It's like, well, you actually didn't have a choice. Like, let's just be honest. Yeah. Nobody was gonna take no the trade. Was gonna do it. Um, we were never really involved with Duran, although we wanted to pretend like we were uh, fan base at least yep. wise. Um, like we had no that shot. Shit was never happened. Yeah, it was. It was never. It was never. We had happened. no shot unless they were like, "All right, we're taking here's here's KD for a grain of rice." It's just yeah. like, come on, um, we got to get moving. Um, but uh, okay, so give me both Miami versus Milwaukee total, or maybe did you already? I said five and Milwaukee and five for both. For yeah. both. Okay, yeah. um, let's move on to um, your team. Mm-hmm. Um, I realized that I I, I messed up the uh, thing here. Um, Celtics versus um, Atlanta. Thoughts, feelings. Um, what, uh, what are you thinking? Tomorrow, three thirty. I think it 3:30 is three thirty tomorrow. Yeah, uh, Boston and five. I think Atlanta will get one of their home games. Um, I okay. think I think a lot of the casual audience is going to be surprised at how much Horford gets booed in Atlanta. Really? He in it's every single time I watch Boston play Atlanta in Atlanta in the warmups when he touches the ball, like it's it's one of the strangest things ever. But he gets booed and heckled quite a bit. And he's like the nicest guy ever. <laughs> But it's, so been like, it's, like, it's been like, what, seven years? 26, years? 26. It was the year Durant went to Golden State. 2016 is when he left. So What's it's been, what, the, seven years? Yeah. Sorry we left your, like, poverty I th- franchise? I think, it's because it, I think it's because the literally the year before he left, Atlanta beat Boston in the playoffs. And so he left Atlanta to join the team. I don't I don't know what it was. Okay. Um, but, yeah, I think, like Not I said, like, for the Hawks to be upset like, like I said, people are going to be surprised. <laughs> people are going to be surprised. Um, Celtics were 3-0 and versus the Hawks this year. Yep. Um, um, does, did you watch the playing game versus the Heat? I did. Hawks? Yes, I did. Did that change anything for you? Um, not more so on the Miami side of things than on the Atlanta side of things. Um, Capella, I think maybe was one thing that I was like, oh, well, he's he's okay. I I honestly, obviously, he's I didn't really think much of it, but if he's going to be getting twenty plus rebounds a game, um, then obviously that might concern me a little bit more. But um, sure. Looks like everyone's going to be healthy for the series on Boston's point of view. Um, Jalen's back. He was at full full go in practice yesterday. Rob's been resting. He's good to go. Horford's been resting. He's good to go. So um, if this goes longer than five, I have serious concerns. Uh, but I, I I don't anticipate it will. I think I think it'll be a fairly straightforward series. Yeah. Hawks and, uh, excuse me, Celtics and five. Trey is going to get his numbers, though. I will tell you, Smart typically struggles with a lot of the smaller, shifty guards, the guys who just kind of are quick and have, you know, yeah. can just kind of blow by you. I think Trey will, I think Trey is going to put up some some big games in the series. Um, just I don't think him specifically is a great matchup for our guards because our, our guards are all a little bit stockier, a little bigger, a little taller. So um, I think Trey will get his, but ultimately I don't think he'll put it up efficiently enough, and I don't think he'll. The other guys around him are gonna, you know, do enough to make the series competitive. So yeah, uh, yeah, Boston and five is my pick. I think Quinn Snyder throws a little bit of a ratchet into this equation, mm-hmm. only because I think that there could be matchups, there could be rotations, there could be like different things that he throws at you guys. Mm-hmm. An inexperienced coach. That's. I think that there's, there's. I think we'll see mm-hmm. the inexperience soon. I hope it's not too late for your sake. But that's my main concern with Boston in general going into this postseason run is. I haven't loved a lot of what I've seen from Joe in in terms of situationally yeah. um, throughout the regular season. And coaching is turned up 10 notches come postseason time. And when a guy is outmatched, or I'm sorry, um, outmatched as yeah. a head coach, it is incredibly telling, incredibly, incredibly telling. And obviously, Quinn's been doing this for years, had a lot of success in Utah. Um, so we're, we're going to find a lot out about Joe, um, in this, in this first run, um, cause he's, he's going up against, some, you know, a very, very smart guy 
Um, and Atlanta has talent. You still can't, you know, they still have guys on that team um, who, who can, who can, who can get some points up. So um, it'll be an interesting series. Um, but yeah, we're going to learn a lot about Joe Missoula in this round. I think the whole playoffs. Yeah. I think that um, it's just like he had a lot of success this year, but like, again, the thing is you just don't know either way. Like yeah. e- either way, it wouldn't massively shock you. I don't think like if, if he's just a complete disaster, be like, yeah, rookie coach first, he's yeah. 34 years old. Like, of course, but or I if think- he's, or if he's good, it's like, well, yeah, I mean, Boston was good all year. Yeah. I'm sure. Like, I'm not surprised. You know what I mean? So I feel like it, the thing is, I just, I either extreme could happen. And I wouldn't be, be a massive. I generally just don't know what to expect from him. I really don't. I think there's one thing in your favor. And I think that's a year. Um, is it your, the fuck is he what is brad stevens now is he your gm executive. president what the fuck is he now he's executive yeah, yeah, he's, okay. he's, yeah. i think that that's that is so helpful like so <laughs> joking just helpful. to pop in the office hey so uh you know who, who do we think should guard john collins in the scene? like who, who do you think yeah you know, should... i think that that like i think when like okay, should we so start hi- double big or should we start Derek White? hypothetically so, yeah. when it's like game seven Bucks Celtics East Finals. I think Brad's like taking a walk downstairs. You know what I mean? You know what I mean though? Like I think that like like we cannot fuck this up. Yeah. And I think having Brad Stevens like in your front office probably helps yeah. a lot, you know? I don't know. Cause I mean, because I can only speak on what happened last year, because Brad was very hands-off last year, but I think that he had a lot of trust in Ime. And Ime also his personality, he's a very top dog, alpha sure. type guy. Like I just don't think that he was very I don't want to say that he wasn't open to input from Brad, but I think he was just like, this is my shit. Like this, like, you know what yeah, I mean? Like, me you know what I, like, let me do my thing. You know what I mean? Whereas Joe, a little bit more inexperienced. Um, keep in mind, Joe was only an assistant in the league for two years before becoming a head coach. He had two years of, of his experiences. So like he is really being thrown into the fire here. Um, I think he might be a little bit more willing to kind of lean on Brad and maybe get him. But again, I don't know what Brad's role is in all of this. I don't know if he's even in... I don't know if Brad's out there watching film with him. I don't know if he's good. I, I don't know what he's because that's not Brad's job. No, I you know what I mean? So yeah, I, 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 I don't really saying. know kind of what that is. But uh, but yeah, well, we're going to learn a lot about that guy. So I'm, I'm looking forward to it. 3-6 matchup. You have uh, number three, 76ers versus uh, number six, Nets. Um, nothing really stands out. Uh, 76ers were uh, 4-0 versus Nets this year. Mm-hmm. I think that um, the, the Nets, for example, were 11-13 and 13 after the All-Star game. I think that... They, their success is piggybacked off of the uh, regime that was there before. Yep. Um, not to say that they don't have the talent. I Okay, so I have the 76ers in six. I say that because I just have this, like... I know, Gabe. I know you're looking at me weird. Mm, no. I don't trust Doc Rivers. Um, I don't trust Embiid to play 40 minutes a night if he needs to. I just think that when it's the playoffs, it's different. You trust different. James Harden in the playoffs? Huh? You trust James Harden in the playoffs? That's what I'm saying, and you had kind of briefly mentioned that he, there may be something lingering there. Um, the Nets have, like, Bridges would just go off a fucking tear and score 40-plus in a game. Like, I do think that there's a game or two where we, like, we question the 76ers going forward like, mm-hmm. when they're preparing for, uh, whether it be the Celtics or the Bucks, um, probably the Celtics, um, that I just go, okay, I think they could steal a game or two. Mm-hmm. You know? I, Claxton, I think, I think there's, like, the team is... I'm not going to say deep enough. Serviceable. I, yeah. Whereas I look at Philly and I, I know we've had these conversations. Brooklyn but has a lot of guys. Like a lot of, yes. like, guy, like, oh, yes. oh, Cam Johnson's a nice player. It's, Spencer yeah. Dinwiddie is a nice player. You know, but they have do, a lot of guys. Cam Thomas yeah. is a nice player. You know, they have a lot of those guys. Dorian Finney-Smith, nice yeah. player. They have a lot of those guys. And but, that's why yeah. I say my take is more like questioning the 76ers mm-hmm. rather than being like, or propelling, propelling the Propelling up the Brooklyn, yeah. Um, what's your take? 
Um, this is my first sweep prediction. I think this goes four. Um, I don't think this is going to be an incredibly competitive series. I don't think it's a great matchup for Brooklyn. On wait a wait a wait a completely, know, completely switch switch the narrative with you. Um, <laughs> That's fine. Yeah, I don't know. I I don't like the way Brooklyn ended the season. I know Mikhail individually had had a really really good end. He kind of went on a bit of a tear, but um, I don't think that it's a great team. I don't think it's. Jacques Vaughn's fine. It's an organized team. Jacques Vaughn's fine. Um, I, don't, I don't think he's necessarily bad or great. Um, I, I just think Philly has more talent. I think they're going to be a little overmatched. And with Doc, Doc really, you see kind of his struggles more so in the later rounds, particularly when things don't go the way that he's expecting. I think in a first-round matchup against a fairly um, inferior team against another coach who doesn't necessarily have you know the best playoff resume also in Jacques Vaughn. Um, I don't think this is gonna, this series is going to be much of an issue for Philly. Now, the wrinkle is if Harden is not healthy, shell himself. That that does throw now and doesn't throw a wrinkle in terms of I think Brooklyn can win this series, but in terms of like you said, getting a game or two, maybe so. Um, but if Harden is even eighty percent, I think I think this is this is over in four. I think this gets done quickly. Fair. I respect your opinion, although I disagree. I also think that um, I think if the Nets were to push them to six, I think that is like the indication that like the Celtics are probably gonna fuck them up. You know what I mean? Like we talked about being able to push a team in the first round, all you know, catching being caught off guard. Right, right. And I think the Nets can apply some pressure, mm-hmm. you know, really pushing bead. He's still gonna score fucking forty points, don't matter. But um I think that tying into the idea that it can Embiid make a deep playoff mm-hmm. run I think if the Nets were to apply some sort of pressure, maybe steal a game or keep games close, really force him to exert a lot of energy, I think that it makes your life as a Celtics fan mm. a lot easier. Yeah. And I think that's like, I know your prediction. I'm just saying that in a perfect world, you're probably going like, yeah, fucking yeah. rinse and be for all the fucking energy that you can sweat it out, you know? Um, let's move on to the 4-5, the which is probably my favorite mm-hmm. uh, matchup. Uh, we got the Cavs versus the Knicks. Um, it recently came out today that Randall should be playing in game one, which I think changes the whole series. Thoughts, opinions, things I should look for? Um, my pick might shock you. I think Cleveland gets this done with fairly quickly as well. I think this is over in five. Um, I <laughs> Whoa, 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 whoa. I think, really? I think a lot of these first-round series, when you look historically, they're over a lot quicker than people expect going into it. Okay. I think Cleveland is by far the most talented team. I think in terms of, especially in terms of top end talent, you've talked about like the best five, six guys in the series. Then Cleveland easily have four of them. Yeah. Um, now the Knicks maybe have more guys, like we were talking about earlier with Brooklyn. Um, but again, come postseason time, rotations are shortened. Top end talent really matters. I think Brunson's going to have to average thirty plus for the entirety of the season, really match Mitchell for New York to have a, a chance. Randall, I don't know what he's going to look like off this injury, and he was horrific in New York's last playoff run. Now, granted, he was the main option. He's got um, he's got Brunson now, so that hopefully that you know changes things a little bit from his aspect. But again, I just think that New York is drawing dead in this series. I think Cleveland is a much much better team, um, and I think I think this gets over. I think this series gets done with a lot quicker than people expect it to be. I look at it at a different angle. I look at it as um, brand new teams in the playoffs. Well, not the Knicks, but more of the Cavs. Um, I think that there's going to be a little bit of nervousness, mm-hmm. anxiety, game ones, game two, maybe even the both games first in New- games at The home. games in New York are going to be electric. Electric. That's what I'm New saying York is games, I think there's yeah. like this, this environmental case where it's like you got some guys who maybe like you know guys that maybe have not been there played in these states under these bright lights um it's a smaller scale obviously but saw the same thing with the atlanta hawks team with no experience and trey young was silencing msg like it was atlanta so you know i just 
I think I think you know it's a fun story, but I just when you just look at the teams, the talent on paper, the way that the playoffs is played, um, Thibodeau in the playoffs. Uh, I mean, I don't necessarily think he's bad or great. I just again, I just think Cleveland has more talent. Like non-factor. So yeah, I agree um, with that. Uh, both teams, um, Cavs thirteen and eight since All Star break. Knicks mm-hmm. fourteen and eight. Been pretty okay. Yeah. I think your X factor is Randall. What shape is Randall in? Right. If Randall is gonna play like a you know first team All NBA, then maybe. They have, you know, whatever. I have Cavs in seven. I just think that the optics of the series change things. Mm-hmm. I think you're right, talent, but I just think that it being at such a magnitude, I think it changes something. Mm-hmm. Like, I think we're going to see, like, shitty Mitchell shooting numbers maybe, yeah. like, game one. You know what I mean? Like, I think yeah. there's, like, uh, I could definitely see a sweep. You're right. I do think that statistically, first-rounders are typically short. We, don't, we rarely get deep first-round series. Do you think we'll get any storylines with the whole Mitchell New York thing? Nah. Playing there, you don't think, it'll, you don't think that'll be anything, or...? Old news. Yeah. But you're right. I mean, like, look, fucking the Hawks fans hold a grudge over a guy that left 80. You know what I mean? Like, who knows? I mean, you know what I mean? I think that the Knicks will definitely... The... Knicks fans will seek out, like they did with Trey, they will seek out something to hate about. Yeah. yeah it could be D-Mitch. Who knows? Yeah. I don't know. What game about winner, uh, with Philly Brooklyn? You think Harden gets any shit from... I mean, the Brooklyn fans, so-called, so forth. Do Brooklyn have fans? Yeah. Real eh. real fans. Yeah. Like, like real. Yeah. Die hard. I'm sure. We flew to Boston to watch the Celtics. The, the, Celtics jer- the, jer- like, the Jersey, the Jersey people are. I'm sure there's still some Jersey fans who, you know, kept up with it. They all oh, fuck New York. Jersey's better than New York. I'm sure they maybe kept for up the with sake Brooklyn, of pretending. Maybe Harden gets booed every time he touches the ball because of just the way that he left. Yeah, maybe. It's an interesting storyline though. Mikael Bridges returning to Philly after getting traded on draft night. That'll be fun. That'll be a fun little tidbit. I don't think it matters. Maybe but he puts up like fun. he's averaging forty five a night. Maybe. Philly fans love Mikael Bridges, man. They 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 were so mad uh, when when they when they traded him on draft night. So, you know, real quick, and it's it's just really funny. his mom worked for the organization at that time. It's really funny to see players like like leave teams and then like blossom. Like yeah. he's done it twice, right? He gets traded. Well, he didn't really. He didn't play, he didn't for, play Philly, for Philly, but, but yeah. go to the Suns. We yeah. start to see a potential. He goes to the Nets, and we're like, holy fuck, yeah. this guy can actually fucking play. Marketing, you know, same thing with marketing too. Yeah crazy um i have Cavs in seven um i could see it going either way i could see it being a dogfight or i could see it like there's towel yep. the talent level being insane because i think there's some questions at guard for the knicks mm-hmm. at least in their second unit um we'll move on to the west uh we're an hour and 36 in so just giving you an idea um first round uh we have the the second playing game tonight for the west which uh will capture the eight seed between uh, oklahoma city thunder and the minnesota timberwolves mm-hmm. i'm gonna be honest with you, i don't know who wins that game I've been struggling with this. I've been going back and forth with it um, for the past two days, basically since that last game. Um, I that game was awful. Just want to say. I'm honestly making my pick right now on the spot because I still don't feel overly confident about one. I'm leaning OKC, which if you asked me maybe three hours ago, I probably would have given you a different answer. I'm leaning OKC just because what I saw out of Minnesota, the way they closed that game, what I saw out of Anthony Edwards, the way he played that game, it was incredibly alarming for me. But do you think that's realistic incredibly to happen back to back games? Do you think he's going to shoot that badly? Maybe again? not that badly, but it it wasn't so much the shooting. It was just like, he just didn't look like he knew what he was doing. He didn't look like he necessarily belonged. He, he played in, he played like he was in fear in a lot of aspects, which I know is a little, no, yeah, I, know it was, yeah. I know it was touch and go, like a touchy subject him. to say sometimes, but like, yeah. I just don't think at any point in that Laker game, he looked comfortable at any point on either end of the floor. Um, so that gave me a lot of cause of concern. Um, I think Towns, another guy who will shoot the lights out of the ball like he did against the Lakers, or he's going to put up five points and foul out in 20 something minutes, um, <laughs> like he did 
um, last year against against uh, Memphis. So can I say I think I think Cat makes my like top five most hated player list. I just think that there's so much potential. I just hate players that are so gifted, mm-hmm. and they're like, I'm okay with being mid. Mm-hmm. Like I'm I'm just you know what I mean. Like the cash is the, the check still cash. Yeah. Like when you play a game or you lose a playoff game or whatever the fuck. No, in what three, was it? In three years, in three but, years, that town's contract that in the first number starts with a six. By the way, <laughs> just want to throw that out there. I don't feel bad. Doesn't A-Rod the team? Who cares? Um, <laughs> just kidding. Um, I just hate players that like he could he could could have been like Embiid. He could have been like Jokic in his, in his own fashion. The, if we're if we're being serious for his talent level, it one hundred percent without a shadow of a doubt should be him over Sabonis on that thirteen mile NBA slot. If we're just talking about talent level yeah. and what he can do, it should. Well, there's no shout in my. There's no doubt in my mind that it should be him. Yeah. But if you when you just, when if you're just not able to put it together, you're just not able to put it together. Not, no, no. Granted, he's still a great All Star level player. Really, really good. I would not be surprised if he did make an All NBA team going forward in the future. But for sure, in terms of in the right now, he's just a. He's so good because he's so talented. But he's such a frustrating player to watch too. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I just, just. I'm just gonna continue to yeah. shit on him. Um. Nuggets. 12 and 11 since All-Star break. I find that very scary. Yes, alarming. Obviously, we kind of mentioned earlier, you know, obviously they've had the lock, the one seed locked in. So I think some of that has to do with that, um, taking your foot off on the gas a little bit, not really having a lot to play for later on in the season. But I also think that you want to be playing your best basketball heading into the playoffs. And when a team is kind of playing very iffy, you know, chemistry maybe looks a little bit off. I think Jokic kind of fell off a little bit. Not fell off that he was playing badly, but in terms of what his previous expectations and play level yeah. was um they already had the one seed that kind of sat not yeah. sat they just coasted porter's been incredibly inconsistent um jamal murray's had it some very alarming some very very alarming stretches over the past month or two yeah. um so i do it does scare me a little bit now that being said whether it's okc whether it's minnesota i don't think either one of them are will be winning four out of seven um against denver so i would pick denver um I think five, honestly, yeah. I think Same. five, yeah. Same. I think that uh, the Nuggets, not that they were exposed, but like you said, in in coasting, I think. I that think they would sweep OKC. Actually, let me correct that. OKC has no big. I think. I think, I think Jokic is eating in that in that series. Actually, no. no That's good think about it. I like that. I still think five. I still think these teams take take one. And it's the rebounding too, because Denver is just very long. When you look at when you think about Michael Porter, when forwards, you think yeah. about forwards, yeah. You, even when you think about their smaller, like Bruce Brown, the, the way he rebounds from the size, it's, it's just like rampy as hell. Yeah, I just I think I think OKC is gonna have a hard time keeping them off the glass in that series. Yeah, I actually think if it's OKC, I think that series gets done in four. I think Minnesota probably has more talent. They could probably get a game push. Yeah, yeah. Especially um, if Gobert. Listen, if Gobert is playing, all bets are off. You know what I mean? Like it's. They could they could probably make that a competitive series. I don't think they beat Denver, but they can make it competitive. So this next series is my favorite series out of all. It's the probably my favorite as well. Grizzlies Lakers two versus seven. Um, so many storylines, so much beef. I hope Shannon makes a couple games. Um, no Stephen Adams changes the whole thing for me. Hmm. They don't have a big to guard AD, and I think it, I, I've looked. Oh, I don't have it. But yeah, I'm sorry. Jaren's gonna have three fouls by halftime every but single that's, game. I, yeah. Realistically, they're going to probably fuck them up down low. I'm um, not to say Jaren's gonna get destroyed. I just think that like kind of like you know the Embiid, the Yoke, like, like AD's gonna get his thirty against a smaller power forward. Smaller is I use that lightly. Um, 
I have it written down that he, AD makes or breaks the series for the Lakers. The only way the Lakers make uh, win this series is through AD, not Braun, through AD. Actually, let me get a quick update. I'm sorry, go ahead. I no, you're good. Quick, quick um, Lakers, uh, second best NBA record since the All-Star game. Uh, I think that's huge. I think they're starting to mesh at the perfect time. We, You kind of touched lightly on the idea that you want to be playing your, your best basketball going, going into, into this right? around this time. I think they figured some stuff out. I still think they figured out a lot of things on the fly, and I still think the Russell trade confuses me a little bit, especially after the playing game. I think that he'll have moments. I think he'll be okay. I, funny enough, um, I don't know if he was the answer to their guard issue. In fact, Austin Reeves comes out of nowhere, and now he's the the white savior for them after Caruso left, um, which I'm curious to hear your thoughts on on uh, on his contract situation. Um, He's good, man. Yeah, I, we have a lot of ma- uh, matchups. My biggest thing is that there's a beef. Like you know, Bane talks a lot of shit to to Braun. Uh, John talks his shit. Um, they're just a high energy young team. Dylan Brooks. Uh, d- I was I was exactly. Um, I think it's gonna be fun. I think yeah. it's gonna be close. I think it's. What are your thoughts? I think so too. Um, I think I think. I think in the games that Memphis win, they're going to win in blowout fashion. I think these are going to be the types of games where they're just going to be running up and down the floor. The LA are going to struggle to keep up in those particular games over the course of a seven-game series. Whether that is whether that's enough to wear an older Lakers team down, um, we'll see. I think you hit the nail on the head um, with the big situation in terms of guarding Anthony Davis. If those two guys are healthy, I think Memphis is going to have such a difficult time keeping Jaron on the floor and not in foul trouble. Um, and I think that those two guys could really do a number on them. I like a lot of the things that the Lakers did at the deadline as well. Just kind of adding, I think the talent just makes more sense around those two guys too. When you take a look at some of the players in some of the pieces that they added, um, that being said, I'm still not a big D'Angelo Russell fan. So, um, you know how, whatever contribution they end up getting out of him, you know, was yet to be seen. Um, he's good when he's good, but so bad when he's bad. Yeah. And that's my problem yeah. with him. Yeah. Um, so it's, you know, we'll definitely have to see. My prediction, I am going with the Lakers. Um, I don't, when was the last time I 7 C beat a 2 C? That'd be a good, I don't remember the last time. It's a good question. Yeah. It's like, it's like so weird because there's like, they're not, like, it's like when you when you consider the idea of the Lakers being 7, it's like, man, if you just look at the West, like, it's just so stacked. Yeah. But I, 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 I am leaning. I am leaning with the Lakers. Um, there will not be any parades inside their city, unfortunately. Um, so I made that joke. I, Fuck you. <laughs> I made that joke like a week ago. You dick. That's my thing. You just stole. Um, but yeah, I'm le- I'm leaning them. I think I think it'll be a very very close and very very fun series though. Um, but yeah, I'm. I'm I think that's the, the one series where we see like a couple blowouts. Like it's going to be a close in in terms of the series uh, numbers and wins and losses. But I think there's going to be a couple blowouts. Where mm-hmm. Like what the f- like what that was at all like thirty point win. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? I think we're going to see that. And I think that you're right. Jaron's going to have an issue with staying in in uh, with within those foul parameters. Um, question real quick: What does this what does this playoff run mean to not only the Lakers but LeBron in a legacy sense? We're we're starting to. We're we we're ending a chapter, or we're getting close to ending a chapter. Um, realistic expectations from a thirty-eight-year-old LeBron, uh, deep playoff run. If you consider the magnitude of who mm-hmm. you may face, what are your thoughts, expectations? What do you what, what do you think we're getting from Bron this year? This isn't twenty eighteen Cav Bron. Yeah, so I'm curious to see what you think. Um, it's hard to say. I think we're gonna get a really good Bron postseason though. Um, played great the other night. I think we're going to get a good Laker postseason in general. My thing is, is it going to be short-lived? Yeah. Are they going to be able to hold on and play well enough 
enough times to be able to continue moving forward. That's why a lot of the future Laker bits, um, people are saying, oh, you know, LeBron, Anthony Davis, I think the Lakers have a chance to get out of the West. Ultimately, I just don't know if those guys are going to be able to stay healthy enough throughout the entire postseason, enough for it to matter um, and for them to, you know, really make some noise. So I'm not really worried about them in that sense. But in terms of, you know, pulling, I think, I don't think they're favorite, so I think it would be pulling an upset against Memphis. Um, I think that's a real possibility. In terms of for LeBron specifically and his legacy, um, one of the last real shots he's probably got to go out in terms of as a primary. I mean, if he maybe he enters ring chase mode, you know, in the later stages of his career. Um, I would hate it if he did that personally. I really don't want that. I really don't want to see that out of him. So like, I would hope that that's not the case. Um, but I think he wants to get to five. And this is probably one of his real last, this maybe, maybe he's got another year, but I think probably his last chance to really make some noise. And in terms of being one of the main guys to do it, because if he wins five, a fifth ring, you know, three years down the road when he's, you know, not the same LeBron at that point, I don't know how really, how much that helps him in terms of his legacy and, you know, in all time rankings. But um, I think if he would be able to do it at this point after the season that the Lakers have had, um yeah i think this is motto that it's would like, be that like you, they would just be insane you just completely just completely rewrite what people expect out of someone at his age um in the sport so did you see that they've been living by like the the two and ten uh, motto because they were they started off the season two mm-hmm. and ten they turned it around blah 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 so they're, they're like no nobody you know playing the right. it's, i love when teams do this when when you have talent on your team you just you suck mm-hmm. um where you you start to play like the the talent that you actually have yeah yeah, like you start to plead, you know, like, like come on, LeBron and Anthony Davis mm-hmm. on one team, like, you should be better than what you. Yeah. Are. yeah, I understand you started bad, but to I just I don't agree with like the flipping on its, on its head and like leaning into it and being like, yeah, we we're supposed to suck. You all thought we suck. Because the thing like, is, because the thing is, I on. think I think there's always going to be positive and negative regression to the means, regardless. Regardless, if it was a ten and two start, if it was a two and ten, it's always going to balance out a little yeah. bit. You know what I mean, and so I, I I never thought the Lakers were as bad as their two and ten record when they first started the season. I don't think that they're a finals contender this year right sure. now that sure. they've had this end of the season. So I think there's still some sort of balance to it. Um, but I do like them in this series, though. I do. How many games? Seven. It's going. It's going. Cool. It's going the distance for me. Same. Um, number three versus number six. We got the Sacramento Kings versus the Golden State Warriors. My second favorite um, series. <sighs> Lots of things to unpack. Um, this newfound King success. I'm so excited to see it in, in a playoff game. I think they probably got the worst draw. You have the like the most. You have you you got the one team who has like been there, done that. Multiply that by eight times or whatever yeah, the fuck it is. It's like tough. it's this, really rough. This is probably the one team you didn't want. To I, I would not want to see if I'm Sacramento, just because for a new team with new experience. Now the Mike Brown caveat is a really really fun one. I was it's a really really it's that. a really really fun one. Yeah. Um. So I'm excited to kind of see you know those adjustments, kind of you know some of the narratives and some of the the quotes come out you know throughout the series from, from both him and from Golden State side. I've seen a lot I... of Don't give me your prediction yet. Okay, go ahead. Go, go ahead. Um I've seen a lot out of both teams. I really like what I saw from the Warriors down the stretch. Um when they they kind of were piecing it together and like winning games and that gave me a little more um optimism as to like okay, maybe we'll like it just sucks. He's like, we're like Steph's gonna have to put up thirty and then just pray that one of the other guys scores another thirty. It's like the only way they win. Mm-hmm. They need two guys, and typically it's it's Clay and, and Poole like alternating, kind of. 
Um, and you'll get a couple guys that will throw in some games too. Um, it might be the last time that we see the war- the Warriors main core, mm-hmm. right? Draymond probably getting shown the door. Um, any any feelings, anything that might be fun to see? I think this is definitely going to be the last run for those three guys. Um, I do not anticipate Draymond staying past this season. Um, I actually think I actually think Draymond's probably going to get a nice contract from another team this offseason. I just think I just think his skill set I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if it was them. Um, Clutch boys, baby. But I do think this is the last run. I live as a Celtics fan who experienced the finals last year. I perennially live in fear of Golden State. <laughs> um, I'm just being honest with you. I, I see Steph go off a pick and roll. I see Horford take a step back and Steph just pull up and just <laughs> fucking splash it. And just playing, that yeah, just plays just, in on repeat when I go funny. when I lay my my head at night. So um like I said, I think this is such an unfortunate matchup. For I Zach know, Armetto. it sucks. It's such an unfortunate matchup for them, the timing of it as well. Um, and I just can't pick against, until I see it, I can't pick against Golden State. They're getting Andrew Wiggins back. Looks like he'll be good to go. I don't know, but here's the thing. like You can't just plug a player into the playoffs and hope that it no, works. So but, we'll see but how it's it not necessarily like the team is drastically different from last year either. Has he been spending time with the team? Or has he been completely separated? I, think he's, I have no idea. That, uh, they haven't, they haven't, I know, they, we still don't know what really, I know Talk about a like shush, shush. Yeah. Like nobody is such. Yeah. I there's think it's been, but there's been a lot of rumors, but I don't really want to touch on it just because no, it's a no, sensitive no, subject. No, and again, like, I, and again, no, it no, hasn't no, been. It's real, it's, yeah. it's not even it's not even confirmed whether you know whatever the situation is. So complete. You know, you just matter. you just you just wish the best for him. Hopefully, everything's you know straightened out. And you know, I'm glad to see that he's returning now for you know in time for the postseason. So um, that's cool to see. In terms of whether he's been away from the team or not, I no one knows because again, so, so little has been reported on the situation itself. So. Yeah. Um, but you know, again, I, I don't think that it's going to be necessarily a hard fit. Maybe, maybe for himself in terms of playing himself back into game shape and stuff like that, maybe that that'll be more of the adjustment, yeah, but in that's terms more of, I was but in terms of like, you know, the fit and stuff, I don't, I don't really think that'll be much of an issue. Fair. Um, I just meant like the cohesion, the, co- yeah. the ball movement, yeah. things like that. Yeah. The, like the things that people don't think about. Um, my especially X factor, for, especially for Golden State, the way they play offense, it's a lot of screen and move, a lot of screen and move, a lot of constant motion, knowing where to go, knowing how to space. It's just, you know, that, that could be an adjustment for, you know, from a conditioning standpoint as well for him. So here's my X factor. Warriors fucking suck on the road. They do. And the Kings have home court advantage. They do. Um, I think that, that if this series goes deep, not that I think it will, but if it does go seven, I think that that is huge. That being said, the home court is about a two-hour drive away from, but it's <laughs> a, but yes. Fair, fair. Um, prediction? Uh, Golden State, I'm going to say six. Same. Yeah. Exactly what I wrote down. I... Going back to your original thought, I can't. Now that being said, though, sorry to cut you off. I can't wait for the first um, home Sacramento win. I want to see that beam get lit up. That's all I'm saying. Fair, and you do you do be going back to your your boogie days. Yes. Um, Shout out to Marcus. Yeah, like you said, um, I can't go against uh, championship pedigree. I can't go against guys who have been there, done that. Um, it's just so hard. Um, and I know that there's been a lot of anti warrior picks this year. It's like it's not the same warrior team. It's different. Blah blah blah. Which, by the way, I agree with. It's just for me, I got to see it before I can believe it. Correct. I, ju- I just got to see it first. It's very similar to like how I was telling you, like, oh, Philly this year in the playoffs, blah, blah, blah. But then like now it's like the playoff time. And I'm like, damn, if I was had, if I had to play the Sixers as like a Celtics or Buck fan, like, I'm probably not that scared. You know what I mean? Maybe two months ago. Maybe maybe three months ago. I'm like, oh, I don't really know. What, whatever. But uh, when it comes to this, um, I need to see it. Yeah. It's like betting against Tom Brady pre-2020. Like you just, you're more than likely, yeah. you shouldn't do it. Um 
last series. This is also a very fun series. Um, Suns versus the Clippers, four versus five. Um, no Paul George, it seems, for the first round. I saw some stuff today that he might be coming in in the later later on in the series. It might be, but most likely, if that is the case, and if that's the case, it changes the whole series. Um, Let's talk Suns first, Mm -hmm. and then we'll talk to the Clippers. Yep. Um, Newly acquired Kevin Durant gets injured right after gets traded. The end of the year seems like some momentum. Book is mm. playing some great fucking basketball. Um, Aiden's looks really good too. To be fair to him, yeah. I was gonna say Aiden yeah. has been great. I feel like Katie fits in pretty fucking well so far. Yeah. Um, I will always, with a Chris Paul team, I will always ask this question, Gabe: Can Chris Paul play more than two, three rounds? Probably. We'll say three. Can he play more than three rounds in the playoffs? Maybe, maybe not. I think Phoenix could survive without him. I think the addition of Kevin Durant, if you have Booker and Durant, Aiton is healthy. Yeah. I think that they could survive, even if Chris Paul's got to miss a game or two in a series or if Chris Paul's not playing necessarily the best. Obviously, you would much rather have him out there than not have him out there, but I think they could survive it much better this year than in previous years. Um, this se- I don't know if you want me to get, kind of get into the prediction of the series. This series is another one where, again – Similar to the Philly Brooklyn series, I get it. I think it gets over much quicker than people expect. I have Phoenix in five um, is my pick. I think Kawhi probably gets him a game. I again think the Clippers are drawing dead um, in this matchup. I think it's a lot of again. I feel like I'm repeating myself too with the Brooklyn thing because I feel like these are two series that contrast very very well. It's a lot of guys, and when you don't have Paul George in that team too. It's a lot of Nick Batum minutes. It's a lot of Zubach minutes. I know. Why the fuck Batum? And I know exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just my water out. Uh, that, that, uh, I fucking love that 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 line. It's so funny. Um, a lot of Terrence Mann. Nice player. You know, it's it's just. I was a big Terrence Mann guy like three months. I ago. know. I remember. I remember you were texting me about Terrence Mann quite a bit. For I like watched. I watched like stretch. three straight Clipper games, and he was, was just like, like a fucking monster. I was, and like, I was like, Terrence oh, Mann. Shit. Yeah, I love Terrence. And then they go get Russ, and it's all over. <laughs> Um, to be fair, Russ has been good. Um, very Russ good. has been very good since they got him, so I do want to you know, I definitely be fair shat to him with that, them. Bro. Again, cohesiveness, the in and out of the lineup consistently throughout the year. Kawhi, I think, it was 53 games the most he's played since as, as a Clipper so far in his career, so Clipper career. I think, I think it's the most. It's so um, I don't think Paul George comes back in time for it to matter, even if he does come back. Um, again, I think this series gets over much quicker than people expect. I have Suns in five. Um, so... And I love Tyloo also. I, I don't. I don't. It's not down to him. It's not his fault. Tyloo is he suiting up? Great. Yeah. If he, <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe they might need him. Honestly. So here are my thoughts about the Suns. Um, I don't think they're there yet. I don't think that there's a cohesion yet. I think talent alone wins them the mm-hmm. series. If we see Paul George, I might change my mind. Um, I, for it to for it to end quick, Chris Paul has to play well. That I will say. I do not think I don't. I don't think Phoenix beats the Clippers in five if it's if you're if it's a lot of campaign minutes, um, for example. So in terms of for that aspect, but I don't expect for a first round series, the history between Paul and the Clippers. I think he. Sh- I think he'll. I think he'll be pretty good in that series. That's why I, I feel comfortable with uh, picking Phoenix to, to close it out pretty quickly. I disagree and. I only say that because I, I think there's a storyline we're missing. 
us. I don't know if the media. I don't know if they've covered it, but I think that there is an itch Russ needs to itch, and I think that's that name is Kevin Durant, and I think that there's maybe a little added motivation. I know, I know that they're like calming it down in the media. And they're like, there's no beat, but I think that there's definitely. This is Russ at the end of his yeah. career. I definitely think this is he acknowledges the fact that he's is he a free agent after this, right? Yes, yes, yes. I think that this that's huge. If he wants to continue playing basketball, not that he's not rich enough yet, but I think that that's an X factor that needs to be explored. Um, not to say that he tips my meter over who wins, because I think the, sun, the Suns win. I have the Suns in seven, and the reason I say Suns in seven is because I just think that it's hard to count on Kawhi. Mm-hmm. If Kawhi is going to play hard 40 minutes a night and, and fucking put up 25, 30 points, I just, it, it's hard for me to look at that and go... Okay, they're losing. They're getting swept. Mm. They're losing in five. Um, I think that they could probably steal two wins realistically. I have it going seven because I think that the, the Russ X factor. If Russ is going to put up twenty five, if, if, if it goes that long, we probably see Paul George in the series. By the way, if it gets if it gets and the, I think if it gets to six, yeah, that's kind that's where my needle lies. I'm like again, I don't want to say that because I know it's going to happen. I know that you're probably going to get this right. <laughs> Russ is going to suck. And I'm going to be like, fuck. Why did, you know what I mean? The one time I say something good about Russ. Not that I don't like Russ or hate Russ or whatever. I just think that he's just not. He's past his prime. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I know that I'm probably going to eat my words, but I'm just hoping maybe my my optimism will, will lead to a good series. Yeah, my thing is I just don't think he's a good enough player at this stage of his career for Fair. the whole Fair. animosity Very KD Fair. thing to even matter. Yeah. So that's that's just kind of – but I but I get yeah. it. I get it. I'm sure, I'm sure they're, you know, he – I'm sure he wants – he wants to win bad. I'm sure, oh, yeah. without a shadow of a doubt. Despite that's what I'm saying is I think there's just like this 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 hidden storyline. Because the thing is, is what's what's next for him after this season if the Clippers if the, if the Clippers get eliminated in round one? Really? Like, Do we like, honestly like think a team signs him? Yeah, no, I don't think he, I don't think he's out of the league, but I don't think. I mean, it depends. Like, is he willing to sign for the minimum? Is he willing to sign to be? You know what I mean? That then then that's, Russ has already had enough then that's a different story. Accepting his role. That's that's a different story. But in terms of it, would a team offer him a con? Yeah, yeah. It's fucking Russell Westbrook. No, I meant it more of like maybe like mid level. Yeah. Like what what's the ballpark yeah. that a team is actually willing yeah. to go? Okay, Russ, we're gonna give you some yeah. bread, right? Like, I, who knows? I, I just if I'm a crappy team that wants to tank but just be somewhat interesting for my fan base, I'm snapping him up on a two year deal. That's what I'm doing. If I'm a crappy, team. if you're getting the Russ, it's going to accept his role. Sure, but I don't. If I'm crap, if I if I want to be bad, I don't need him to. I, I want him taking thirty shots a game. I want him fucking. You know what I mean? Does like Russ want to do that? Like that's how I'm, I don't know. Yeah, you're right. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, like I'll I said, be- I don't. I don't know what I. Know, I don't really know what he, what he's going to be looking for at this next stage of his career. So you know, I have to. We'll we'll find out more. Obviously, depending on how the series goes, but um, I I don't think it's going to go off well for the Clippers. So okay. I'm a Clipper hater, so that'd be fine with me. I don't give a fuck. Um, I'm hardcore rooting for the Lakers. Obviously, I'm a I'm a Braun homer, so I'm I'm always hoping for that fifth ring, mm-hmm. even sixth. Um, I know we want to so. come back for the conference finals. You want to just kind of briefly yeah, touch I, on our conference semi predictions? Just, just quick predictions. Yep. We're already at two hour. I got to piss. So, quick, who's coming out of the East? Not coming out of the East, but mm-hmm. who's getting to the East final? Who's getting to the West final? Um, East. I've had Boston, Milwaukee. I had that as my East finals day it's one. Like, yeah, it's so easy. Um. I know my thing specifically with that series is I just think that Boston is such a bad matchup for Philadelphia and has been for the past couple of years. Boston has perennially owned Embiid or Philly in the Embiid era. Uh, I'm sorry, not owned Embiid. I don't want to – don't misconstrue. <laughs> they have perennially owned the, the 76ers in the Embiid era. Um, if you didn't say it, it would have been fine. Because my thing is – Embiid could average 35 and 15 in this series and it wouldn't matter just because we have seen time and time again – boston's ability to overcome whatever it is that he throws at them and there is still till this day 
no one I would rather have Guardian B than Al Horford. I don't know why. I know it's. So I don't. Weird. I don't know why it is. That's why they paid him. Though. I don't know why. That's why Philly was so fucking desperate to get That's him. That's what I'm saying. That's why they paid him. Until I don't know why it is, but for some reason, and then, again, Embiid is still going to get his 35 and 12. Like I don't don't get me wrong. I'm not saying Al Horford's going to shut it because by any stretch of the United, he's not. Yeah. But someone who's going to. Make it tough on him. He's gonna make him take tough shots. He's is is he gonna score thirty five on twenty five shots or is he gonna score it on eighteen shots? Um, and probably a hundred free throws. And that's the other thing that is the free throw disparity. And that's another reason, by the way, I forgot to touch on on when we were talking about the Lakers Memphis series. Take a look at the Lakers free throw discrepancy in the second half of the season since that Boston game it's compared bad. to the rest of the league. It's bad. It is bad. Jaron Jackson's gonna foul out in at least two of those games. I'm telling you right now, it's going it's to happen. I will admit um, though, last last game, Cat was. Cat had a couple. Uh, he had five fouls. There were a couple. I was like, Ah, you're getting close there, bro. You yeah, better chill the fuck yeah, out. You're gonna yeah, foul out. Yeah. If he fouls out early in that fourth quarter, yeah, probably not going. He had time. a box out in overtime on um, Davis, where he kind of just like tugged his jersey down yeah, a little bit, just pulled him, yeah. and it didn't get called. And I was staring at the ref. I was like, You let him get away with that. Yeah, one. I was like, yeah. You let him get away with that. It's one. the playoffs. I'm totally yeah, fine with it, sure. but well, it's play in. But yeah, I got it. Um, but anyway, sorry, back to get back on top the subject real quick. Um, yeah, I just think it's a bad matchup for Philly. Um, I have a lot of trust in Boston. I think Boston has a lot of confidence against that team as well. Um, and I think second round is kind of where we start seeing the Doc Rivers of old uh, kind of come to life. Doc Rivers' first playoff experience back in Boston, that'll be a, a little fun story as well, which which I which is something that I, I didn't really pay much mind to, but because Doc's always, since, even even since he left Boston, he's always been incredibly complimentary of the organization, of the team, of the players. Um, so I'm kind of curious kind of how that parallels with his team's performances and, you know, how that works out. But um, I have Boston winning this series in six. Against the Sixers? Yes. Oh, you're, oh no, I didn't want to I didn't want to break it down like that. But okay, I see what you're saying. Gotcha. Um, I have the same. I'd probably put the Celtics at six. Yeah. I could see like maybe a dog fight at five, but definitely six. I could see seven games. I I could see similarly to what it was the year Boston won in five, um, the year Kyrie and Hayward were yeah. out, where every even how Boston uh, swept Brooklyn last year, where it was over in four, but every single game was cl- I could close. see some, I could see something like that too with the, in this Philly series where maybe it ends in five, and it's like holy shit they beat them in five, but it's like no every single yeah, game was decided yeah, by like five close. points so. Um, I could see something like that too, but I'm I'm gonna go with six. I think I think you know Philly at least get two probably. Fair, same. Um, real quick, it would be um Bucks versus you had the Cleveland, uh, Cleveland. Yep. Yeah, I think we both had that. Yep, I have I have Bucks winning that series also. I okay. but yeah, Bucks Celtics my my uh Eastern Conference Finals pick. I think both of those second round Eastern Conference uh, probably going six, maybe five for Bucks. Yeah. Six maybe. Yeah. It really, like I said, it really depends on those guards for Cleveland. Cleveland just have so much size, which makes things interesting against Milwaukee because they they have a lot of bodies that they can kind of throw at Giannis. But ultimately, yeah, I just think it's I think it's Giannis. So they make Garland be the number one scorer on that team. Just lock up D match with Drew. It's probably over at five. Yeah. Um. Okay. So then we both agree with Celtics Bucks. Yeah. All right. Um. West. You want me to do mine? Because I I don't, I don't want to do the. Uh, um. You want me to give it to you or no? Go for it. Yeah, I already know wait, what my pick wait, is. Wait, I already, wait, wait. I already know what my pick is. It's, Go ahead. It would be uh, I need Phoenix to... Golden State is my pick for the Western Conference Finals. I have Phoenix Golden State. Um, the Lakers um, would play... They would play um, Golden State. Okay. I see. That's no, what I was no, trying no, to run no. up they would play. Head. Oh, yeah. No. Wait, no. Because both the Golden State and the Lakers would are the lower six, seed. Seven. So the so Denver... Suns, Lakers. So it would be Suns, Lakers. And then it would be Denver, Golden Warriors. State. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So I'm okay. Yeah. So yeah. So Suns... 
Um, Sons of Warriors would still be my pick for them for that series. Hmm. Yeah, I don't think the Lakers have enough to beat the Suns no. by then. Um, it wouldn't shock me. I just I I so badly want the Warrior like we just we just need it we need it for entertainment. A Chris purposes. Paul LeBron series would be fun too. I'd look forward to that. I just I just think about the, the Curry Braun yeah. like the 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 rivalry that exists but neither one of them want to acknowledge yeah. the fact that it's actually they're yeah. tied at rings like it's just yeah I think it's more than it is they're buddy buddy like it's all cool and fun for the media whatever yeah. but I think that there's some competition yeah you know what I mean. Windhorse was on Bill's pod uh, two days ago and he had some interesting comments about their relationship where. LeBron did not like Steph for a long, long, long period of time. Yeah. Um, and he talked about how um, I wonder why. Two years ago, um, when Steph was when Steph was up for his Supermax extension and there was like a maybe a two percent chance that Golden State didn't really want to offer him the full where the Lakers were kind of lurking there and where LeBron maybe was kind of thinking about that. But obviously, you know, that I think within two seconds they were like, no, we Steph, we're, we'll give him his money. So, yeah, um, it seems like their relationship, at least towards the public eye, is much better and you know better than it was. But I always, I always, I don't want to say there was beef, but it just seemed tense. I guess whenever I mean, you know when I you mean? think about it, it's the guy you're lining up for that is ste- like take look at it from bronze Three perspective. Finals against one another, like you know what I mean? Like it's it's no, it's it was four. wasn't it four? Was it four? Yeah, Maybe it was, it was four. four. Yeah, because they only won one. They went one yeah, that's three right. One three. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, as soon as Kevin Durant yeah. got there, it was pretty much a wrap. Yeah. But um, yeah. Um, I agree with you. I think it's Suns Warriors. Um, we're not saying we want the finals, right? We'll save that for the conference finals pod. Fair. Okay. Fair. Well, I'll tell you who I want in the finals. Okay. Well, you're wearing a yeah, Celtics. We- <laughs> <laughs> like I know you want in the finals. Um. Yeah. We'll be back for um Eastern Conference. We'll do our finals pod like we always do. Are right. we doing? Do you want to do before these are conference? Yes, finals? we will do okay. it after before these conference. You want to do a start, finals yeah. one as well? Um. We could, yeah. Actually, I think because the draft lottery is the day is the day of, or I'm sorry, the day before Game One of the Conference Finals. So we can maybe do something centered around, you know, the lot of the the Wenbenyama sweepstakes and uh, the Conference Finals. We can do something like that. Sounds good. Appreciate you as always. Absolutely. Thanks for making the time and staying late at work <laughs> by force. Um, Brad Stevens, Executive of the Year. Just want to throw it out there. There's the Homer. Um, I'm just kidding. Um, thank you for listening. If you made it this far, about two hours and seven minutes in, uh, we'll see you after the second round of um, both conference semifinals. Yeah. Um, for those predictions, and then we'll do our best to uh, to do a, a finals pod. I always love doing the finals pod. It's so much easier to center your like the conversation becomes simpler when yeah. it's just two teams and not yeah. sixteen. Yeah. You know. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, thanks thanks as always Um, I always enjoy doing these the research is always fucking hectic because I have to catch up on things that I (laughs) either didn't see or didn't watch I don't obtain as much like I have two guys that I like for podcasts and you Mm -hmm. know who they are and that's it I don't listen so I only get a very 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 minimal um, scope of how the NBA world might be seen in Um, and sometimes I think those two are crazy and sometimes I think everyone else you know it's it's whatever so I'm not really I'm not into just I don't obtain that much media it's more like seeing and then I hear like like there's been times where we'll have a conversation and you'll go what the fuck are you talking about I'm like oh shit (laughs) you know what I mean and I'm like oh wait a second because I just saw something during a game right or I saw like Embiid put up 50 plus in the Celtics and I'm like holy shit maybe that maybe there's a trick yeah Um, but anyways uh, we'll see you soon thanks for listening Um, episode 48 is a wrap Gabe as always thank you go seize Peace.